0: You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcasts.com. Hi there, I'm Mark. Are the walls always purple? I'm Ryan, and remember when we used to fit for these doors? (laughs) Uh, So yes, we're back with our second episode. Uh, This is going to be a bit of a surprise episode, uh, because the Friends reunion uh, was uh, on the other night. It was, and it was very nerve-wracking before it started. So uh, some behind the scenes, I guess, for for us. Uh, We have been recording quite a few podcasts uh, in the lead-up to our launch uh, last week. So we've already done the, the next 10 sort of episodes already. Yeah. Uh just to get uh, ourselves ahead of head of things, you know, just to account for anything that happens. Um so we can always make sure there's a new episode every week. Uh but when we started coming up with the idea of doing a podcast, which was probably like I don't know January, February time. Yeah, about right. Like like we talked about it last year, but not really seriously, and then January, February time we was like we should probably do this. Let's go, let's do it now. Uh but neither of us had any idea that there was going to be a reunion. Well, it's one of those things that had been rumoured for years
1: and was supposed to be happening, but then it was also quite vague, and you were never sure when it was going to hit. And then out of nowhere, it was suddenly, bam! Yeah. There's, there's the Friends reunion. And it was like, oh,
0: oh, it's happening. Yeah, because it, it basically just went, it's going to appear in two weeks' time or something like that. And we was like, oh, that's when we were about to launch our podcast. Perfect timing. <laughs> that was great. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we actually launched the podcast uh, a little bit earlier than planned So we was going to launch it in the start of June, Yep. Uh, but we launched it end of May, just to try and ride that wave of Friends Reunion Friends <laughs> nostalgia. Friends nostalgia yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this isn't actually uh, the second episode of Friends, which it should have been. It's actually going to be the Friends Reunion episode, because it's quite timely. Yeah, nice uh, and topical. So I think uh, we should talk about that. So yeah, if you're looking for episode two, that'll be next week. Uh, every Friday we're going to be launching. Um, but yeah, I guess we should start talking about the Friends Reunion.
1: We should. I mean, I know for myself... Obviously, they announced they were making it. They told us it was going to drop. Then you had the kind of international scramble for. Okay, I'm not in America. I don't have HBO Max. How do I watch this? I
0: saw a lot of that on the, the Facebook groups. Yeah, Everyone was, worrying,
1: which is I need to see this because traditionally, when that kind of stuff happens outside of the US, gets kind of shafted, and it's like, oh, maybe you can see it in a week, or you maybe you not see it at all. So I was very, I was concerned. Like, wait, I have to watch this, and I want to see it the same day as America.
0: Well, I, I knew there would be ways, shall we say, to watch it for, for anyone else online. Uh, yes, I wanted the legitimate way of watching it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but, but Sky came along and said, oh, it's going to be on Now TV and on Sky One, um, day day and date, basically, which was great. Yep. Uh, and then everyone else in the world freaked out. So they're like, UK's getting it. America's getting it. What about us? And some of them were like down to the wire almost of like saying it's coming to this country. but like. I think
1: India and Australia were like the day before they found out yep. they were getting it, and it was like, stress. Yeah. I mean, weird, weird things to stress about, it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was like, I need to see it. Because the last thing you want is friends, FOMO. <laughs> like yes, everyone sure. else in the world is sat there enjoying crying with nostalgic
0: memories, and you're like, I wonder when I'll get to see it. Because they had done a few teaser trailers, and they looked quite interesting. So there was one with uh, Rachel eating the, the trifle.
1: I avoided it every single one of those. Okay. I wanted to go in like cold and hyped.
0: they they showed that they showed um they had a few 5 minute segments where it's like kind of the interviewy bits uh they'd cut, and they'd done specific interviews as well for for the trailers. Um and that's where people started worrying about like uh Matthew Perry cuz he wasn't really in the trailers like saying much. He had like literally one line in one of the trailers. I was like, "Oh, everyone else like said a lot, but he didn't." Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah um But we'll we'll get into all that sort of stuff a little bit later on. But yeah, the the trailers and the build up for it were like, what are they doing? This is, this seems cool because they hadn't really said what the reunion is going to be. And I know a lot of people thought it was going to be a new episode or a series or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, thank the maker; it wasn't a new episode. Yeah. Um, I I can't imagine the pressure of having to script a new episode of Friends. Um, as we'll touch on, later, like everybody's mentioned by the search producers, that they would have had to mess up their ending to the show and that would just upset sort of the fans. Exactly. So it was, you know, worth not doing. But I love behind the scenes stuff, you know, as we've noted from our trivia segments. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we like all this nerdy <laughs> kind of stuff. So I mean, it couldn't have been better to me. It was, you know, exactly what I would have wanted from a reunion. Um, if only other shows had similar.
0: Well, there was the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They had a reunion. Now, that's not a show I've really paid much attention to, uh, but people quite like that one. I'd like a Buffy one. Buffy would be the, the big one. That would be interesting, yes. Oh, I guess you're not going to get it nowadays. But, <laughs> no, <know. laughs> no, yeah, you won't have Joss Whedon <laughs> there for sure. Uh, so let's get let's get into the, the start of the episode. So we start with just a, a blank screen uh, telling us that the cast have only been together all together uh, once since the show ended.
1: Which I'm sure isn't true. I remember when Jennifer Aniston initially took a picture of the gang. And put it on her Instagram, and it broke Instagram for the day. And I'm like, right, well, they were together then. Yeah. So I'm sure they they probably mean in like an actual official context, and not them just hanging out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they definitely hung out together, just in an official context. It was the first time.
0: Yes, which is you know you'd think as as friends, and on the show, a lot of us look at it and go, well, they must be best friends because they are on the show, and you just assume, okay, they're acting in these characters, but they must be best friends as well. But at the same time, do you hang out with? people you used to work with 10 years ago
1: some of them but not not religiously no. some i see at the time some i don't see some i don't want to talk to <laughs> um because they are just workmates and they are at work exactly um, so not to downplay friends i've got at work but at the same time it is a job to them like as you seem to do with like kind of i guess sports teams and other creative medium where you just assume that the people who make it together all get unfamously and yes. then a lot of times it's always like, oh, drama's like, oh, in dirty dancing, they hated each other. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a job. You don't <laughs> yeah, have to, like, yeah. everyone you work with, you just go do your job.
0: And as, as an actor, you are not at home or in the same area. Like, they travel the world, don't they? And they have their other jobs that they've got to do. Like, yeah. Matt, Matt LeBlanc was in the UK for a couple of years doing Top Gear. He was great on Top Gear. <laughs> he but was. If any Friends fans out there haven't seen Matt LeBlanc on Top Gear, you should check it out. Cause... Yeah. It's a, it's a great show. So it's, it's a car show, uh, but it's not for car lovers, I would say.
1: Yeah, it's. Making a car show entertaining for people who don't know lots about cars. Yep. And Matt LeBlanc is basically just Joey in cars. They're not made of
0: cardboard boxes this time. They're <laughs> real cars. <laughs> uh, he's, he's funny. I, f- I think we're going to get uh, to say a lot about Matt LeBlanc mm-hmm. uh, in this because he, he's been great in it. Uh, but the episode after that, it starts with some final moments of, of Friends. So it shows basically the, the final ending of the, the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a nice way to, to start this off. The gang
1: leave in the apartment for the, the final time.
0: Yeah, which is, you know, uh, a sad moment for, for all of us, I think. like
1: It is, considering, you know, I've seen it many times at this point. Um, Watching it in the reunion hit me again, like almost like it was the first time again. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, do, I forgot how much I missed this, even though I yeah. still
0: watch Friends all the time. But it's, it's emotional because you can tell they're not acting. Like, you can tell it's very genuine, their emotion. Yes, it's not them just being like, "Oh, goodbye." Like they're sank ever so slightly off with that final episode, and it is because they are, you know, trying to keep it all bottled in. I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's ten years of their life, not fifteen, like I incorrectly said in our first
0: episode. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, so we should have a corrections <laughs> corner for that, shouldn't we? Yeah. That's just wishful thinking, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. If yeah, only. Um, but then we we then cut to see um, Ross. So I'm going to use their characters' names because it's just so much easier.
1: Well, what's funny is that. I guess, in a way, we find out some stuff later on that makes Russ and Rachel seem a lot more like David and Jen. Yes. Um, but yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's not like people aren't going to know who we mean, whatever no. name we use.
0: So I, I'm going to use the character's name. So we, we see Russ enter the sets that they've, they've built back up again because we know from um, the final episode they actually tore down Central Perk to build the airport scene. Oh, okay. And so, like, so their final thing was like Central Perk is being destroyed and we're building the airport scene. And that's going to kind of be the end of the show, I guess. Um, so, yeah, all these sets are, are brand new, rebuilt. If you've ever been to the, the Friends Experiences, uh, they have the sets there. And they have, like, stuff from the shows. I assume they have multiple copies of objects yeah, reproductions and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and then obviously other stuff they just make up for, for whatever. Um, so, yeah, so he appears and, you know, just has a wander around. And uh, the camera pulls back quite far from the set. And you're like, oh, the sets are a lot smaller than I thought.
1: Yeah, it was it was weird to kind of see how the sausage was made, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, oh, wow, and you are right, they, they did look much smaller. And what I found really interesting was when you saw where the audience would sit, the live to your audience, yep. there was a lot fewer of them than I thought there would have been. I don't know why, I just assumed there would have been like a horde of people watching Friends being shot. It was like, no, it's probably less than, you know, 100 people.
0: Yeah, uh, what got me was how close the set cut off um to where the actors are, so like the, the coffee table in Central Perk. like Literally the foot of that is where the set stops and like, oh, I thought the set would go on quite a bit because you know, surely you're going to see that scene there, but you never do. They're the magic of television. Yeah. Uh, we then uh, have Ross uh, talking about Jen and his first kiss, which was a bit of an odd phrase in... At that moment,
1: it was especially at that moment before the revelation, which I won't spoil now. We'll get to it. Um, but it was definitely like that's a very odd way. Like it wasn't your first kiss; it was Ross and Rachel's first yeah. kiss, and it, it it was a bit cringy, I guess. Without the proper context that we'll find out later, it was a bit like that's a very odd way
0: to say that, Ross. Like, because yeah. because he's reminiscing, going, "Oh, you know, that's the first that bit of the set there. That's the first time this thing happened, or that happened there." And yeah, to talk about that's the first time I kissed Jen. Yes, it's about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we then have phoebe entering and she hugs ross and i noticed here that they all had like little nicknames for them because he calls her um like loose and they they don't actually call each other david and lisa and stuff like that they all have little nicknames for each other but that makes
1: sense they yeah. did work closely together for 10 years
0: and they they go into uh Monica's apartment and they talk about the missing beam which we've mentioned on our first episode <laughs> yeah, the phantom beam. <laughs> uh Rachel then enters and she immediately needs the tissues.
1: Of course. I mean seeing having seen Jennifer fantasy and lots of other stuff and lots of behind the scenes things from other things and just her in general on chat shows you knew of all the people to cry first it was going to be her. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she's a very sentimental person I guess. Yeah. Uh, we then have Joey. He enters and says hi to them all. Uh, Rachel comments how they've all put on a bit of weight. <laughs> yeah, which is clearly just aimed at Joey because it doesn't look like Rachel has at all. No. Yeah. Uh, he is much larger now than he was, you know, 17 years ago, I guess. Uh, yeah. But, you know, actors go up and down in... In weight and whatever.
1: Who isn't? Like, my weight goes up and down. No, up and down. It goes up. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah, doesn't go yeah. down. Um, but I thought he looked great. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, he'd put on some weight, but he carries it well. It wasn't like I looked at him and meant, what a hot mess. I'm still like, <laughs> no. That's still Joey Tribbiani.
0: He looks exactly how you would imagine Joey getting older, yeah. basically. Uh, he's definitely had the Joey, Joey special a few times, haven't we all? Uh, they then talk about uh, lines being written on the tables and a, a script in the sink which was a, an interesting thing to find out about.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love that. I always like it when actors find a way to kind of essentially cheat their job. Yeah. Um, but it's smart, you know, keep it out of sight. I mean, I imagine there are lots of scripts, edits happening. Um, at one point, the producers and writers touch on how they would respond to the live studio audience. So if a joke bombed, they'd immediately be like, okay, we need to rework this joke, change yeah. the line. So you would imagine it's fast-paced, things change all the time. If you're going to have a script, makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. But I, you never notice them like looking down for it or anything like that and for for me i've tried to think about could i remember lines i, I can remember tv lines because i've listened to a show often but if you gave me some lines right now to remember could i do that i feel like it'd be quite difficult so having them in front of you
1: yeah i mean i think acting is probably difficult in general um especially on a comedic show i think it'd be much harder on a show like friends yes because while i'm trying to remember what i'm supposed to say next two people have just said a hilarious comedy line and i'm like <laughs> oh wait what's my line now <laughs> yeah. I just forget because I'm
0: finding things too funny whereas well, I know other actors they talk about they can just look at a script and go yep done I know it all and just memorise it instantly then there's others who you know they need to go over it again and again and again
1: I've spent the past like 15 years trying to remember all of Hamlet's soliloquy and I can get about two thirds of the way through but I still have to go no I've forgotten the end yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to try and learn I like Shakespeare <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we then have Monica arriving and uh, she talks about having lots of lines inside the apples on the table, yeah. <laughs> which I can imagine them like, being cellotaped around an apple.
1: No, it sounds like the Cox
0: isn't very good at remembering lines. No. Uh, and then Chandler arrives and Phoebe runs over and says, like, could you be any more later? That yeah, which is amazing. I was
1: like, yes, Lisa, you go.
0: They talk about the original cookie jar is missing. Uh, that's because it's at Lisa's house. Uh, because... I think every actor takes something yeah. from, from a project they work on. Something small that you can get away with. Um, so
1: I, I'd have fleeced it. If I ever worked on a show for that long that I was that attached to, you, I'd be taking stuff home for the entire final season. Yeah. You'd turn up <laughs> on episode four and you'd be like, <laughs> where's, the sofa? where's the door gun?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I know Joey said he he took the, the foosball ball because um, it's like the table's destroyed. I'm taking the little ball. Such um, a Joey thing to take yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a <laughs> Like The cookie jar makes sense to me. That's an iconic thing.
1: Um, if you were going to take one thing from the set of friends, what would you take?
0: This this is a tough one, isn't it?
1: See, for me, it was the easiest thing in the world.
0: Go on, you go first. Then
1: I would take the frame from around the peephole on the back of the girl's yep,
0: door. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I guess Hugsy is another good one to go for. Hugsy's oh, is a good choice. Yeah, uh, the I would say the dog, but that's actually Jennifer's. Is it? Uh, so yeah, so so a friend bought that for, for her. And then she she lent it to the show when um, Joey moves out and buys all the the fancy stuff, <laughs> and you know the the show basically just kept it. Nice. So uh, so that's actually hers. But yeah, there, there there's going to be some key things like like that. Maybe the posters on the wall would oh. be. Good to take two. I bet
1: whoever bought Jen that dog dined out in that story for years. Like, did you know that dog was a gift from me? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you might be a little bit annoyed she kind of gave it away. I was going to say, you'd be thinking, did she give it away to you if she didn't like it? But then at the same time, you're responsible for something unfriends. So yeah. you'd
0: be like, I'm going to use this to brag. Would you have taken the picture frame that Phoebe created with the... um? The scary lady that's that's crawling out of it, I forget her name. I mean,
1: there's probably not much I wouldn't have taken. Would it have been my first choice? No. <laughs> what <laughs> would I take it if it was lying around at the end of the day?
0: Probably. Uh, we then head to the intro, which was nice, because they, they basically did what the normal TV show does, where they intersperse the normal fountain stuff with things that have been filmed. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was nice. I think we're going to get onto some negatives now. So it's probably... Worth getting these out of the way. <laughs> do know where this is going. <laughs> uh, so we have James Corden appear on screen uh, in front of the Friends fountain and, and the sofa. Now, if you're uh, a British listener, you probably don't like James Corden, or at least the internet doesn't seem to like him.
1: He seems to be very unpopular in his homeland in general. Yeah. I guess if you had to, you know, pick one—is he popular or unpopular? You would probably land on the side of unpopular. I quite like James Corden, ordinarily. Uh, didn't like him doing this because he just seemed unprepared and flustered the entire time.
0: See, he's an interesting guy because he was on a TV program called Gavin and Stacey in the UK, which was on BBC Three.
1: Yeah, which he co-wrote.
0: Which is not a, a major TV channel. It was aimed at like the the teen to um, early adult audience. Yeah, but it, it was you know I guess a, a cult hit in a in a in a way.
1: It's probably BBC free's biggest hit to date. To be fair, like yeah. I can't think of a show that aired on that originally that got any bigger.
0: And then he did uh, some very low-budget films. There was the, the vampire... Uh,
1: um, lesbian vampire killers. Yeah, which, something like that. It, it sounds tacky and tropey and fun, but it wasn't.
0: No. Uh, and then he disappeared and went to America and became this absolutely massive star out of nowhere. He's in Into the
1: Woods, the Disney musical. Okay.
0: Um, he's got an okay singing voice. Um,
1: it was an alright movie. It was fine. But yeah, he... I think the thing is, in America, he's the comedy-charming British guy who's a bit of fun and he's bubbly. Um, whereas I, don't, he, I don't see it. Whereas in England, he's just a fat English person. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, whereas in America, he's got the
0: allure and the charm of being British. Um, but yeah, he, he's a bit of an odd choice for this. Like, okay, he does uh, talk shows and stuff. And obviously, uh, car karaoke is what he's most known for, I guess, now. Yeah. So, you know, he, he has that kind of talking with celebrities thing. But in this, he know, it just seemed more about him.
1: Yeah, all of his kind of kind of I guess host direction seemed really all over the place, and like he wasn't sure what was going on, like no one had produced it in the slightest. Yeah. Um I will keep in mind that when he was talking to the cast and they gave him answers, he just seemed like he turned into a fan. Almost like he's he'd forgotten he was hosting and was just chatting to the cast of friends and having a great time hearing them talk. Yeah. Which I kind of liked because it was, you know, immersive, but at the same time, you are the host, you should be keeping tabs on things.
0: Well, this is the thing, so his sections seem to be cut a lot, uh, especially as people have like clips and scenes in trailers and adverts and things They're like We never saw that in the reunion. No. So there seems to be a lot more stuff there, and I think we'll go into that in a little bit more detail.
1: Well, I watched the reunion with my sister, because we're both big friends, and naturally. And I said I'd have preferred all of the cord and sofa things to have been one long segment. Yeah. And then cut to other stuff, like maybe some interviews with the cast separately, uh, and then cut in some of the funny segments. And she's like, that would have been boring because you'd have like an hour of them talking. I was like, but I felt like I didn't really ever get a proper conversation or dialogue going, it felt very stuttered and interrupted. Yeah. Where you'd be like, here's a question. The gang answered the question. Something else happened now. And then you get back to it and I'm like, what was what was the in between? What did you talk about between that question <laughs> yeah. and the question you just asked? Because clearly you're not in the same space as you were before.
0: No, no, missing out on a lot of stuff there. Um, I think we'll touch on how the cast look now. And now there's a lot of negativity online, uh, which is very unfair. It is. But I I, I, the way I want to put this is we watch this show religiously, and it is a show that is over twenty years old, and we see the characters day in, day out looking the same way, and then seventeen years later you see them as they are now. Yes, it's gonna be different.
1: Yeah, if I showed you a picture of me when I was twenty-two every day yeah. for a year and then walked in the room, you'd be like, Jesus, what happened to you? Because yeah. <laughs> it's just time, age happens.
0: Yeah. So I, I think a lot of it is that like, you're looking at them going, oh, they look so different compared to what I watched five minutes ago. And yeah, that's, that's going to be the thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think it's much more apparent as well for certain cast members because the less you've seen them in media since Friends, the more pronounced that effect's going to be. Yes. So Jennifer Aniston doesn't look that different or doesn't perceive to look that different because she's been in lots of stuff, some average Adam Sandler movies and other things, but you've mm-hmm. seen her around. She hasn't yeah. really disappeared. Um, and I guess then you'd probably say Courtney Cox would be I guess, the second recognisable, and then you just go down the list from there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, you, it depends if you watch their shows, yeah. which they generally have all had pretty good shows after Friends, but they haven't been the big successes friends.
1: No. No, the morning show's great. Jennifer Anderson's fantastic yeah. in that, but yeah, it's not at friends level.
0: Well at least Goodrow has had a, a couple good shows. Matthew uh Perry has had um Studio 60, which was really good. Um, and David Schwimmer has been in films and stuff like that. But you're right, you haven't seen them as much, so you know they have gotten a lot older because they're they're in their like 50s now.
1: Yeah. I mean If I look half as good as most of them in my 50s, minus copious amounts of plastic surgery, (laughs) I'll be quite happy.
0: (laughs) Well, and I know, um, you know, Monica says that, you know, she has done interviews where it's like, yes, I did plastic surgery, and now I'm trying to sort of undo that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, imagine there's a lot of pressure in Hollywood
1: in general, especially for women.
0: Well, definitely, because there's the thing where when a woman hits a certain age, which I think is like 40 or something, they are... Not actors anymore, or they play certain roles, like uh, the the woman who plays Wonder Woman. I believe uh, she was like when I hit forty, like bam, I was given like grandma roles. Yeah, sort of thing. It's like it's weird because you you don't hit forty and become a grandma. No, it's just it's odd. Uh, So yeah, so you know they're going to look different, but I think they settled in very quickly into the people we expect them to be.
1: I think they did on the sets when they were with each other and it was almost like private and it was just the gang being back together mm. I don't think they had the same relaxed chemistry when they were sat on the sofa chatting to James Corden everyone seemed a little bit more cagey then to me
0: well we then have um, James Corden turn off the fountain and showing off that was a bit weird
1: yeah I mean the fountain was on it was noisy so naturally it needs to be turned off I don't feel like you need to make a
0: segment out of it no could it could have just quietly turned off in the background? Uh, but it was interesting seeing like that studio backlot being there. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that's also in a film called I think it's Hocus Pocus.
1: You, you've never
0: seen Hocus Pocus? No, I've never seen Hocus. I don't Pocus. I know What we're doing after this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Hocus Pocus podcast coming soon. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it, but yeah, I didn't realise that's like you know that scene is the house, isn't it?
1: Yes. So, yeah, I mean, Hocus Pocus is great. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it's a fantastic movie, so you've got to watch that. No, uh, I didn't care about James Corden
0: no. touching a button to turn off a phone. No, no. L- luckily for us, like James Corden doesn't really have too big a role in this. And I guess that's the other thing to talk about is before this came out is there was a, a list of celebrities that were appearing. We had David Beckham, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, and a load of other people. We was missing Paul Rudd. Yep. Uh, we was missing, you know, like Carol and Ben and stuff like that. People are like, why is David Beckham on here? Like what's he's not related to the show in any way. Um so seeing all these celebs, it was very odd. But thankfully, celebrities weren't there for, for very long. And we'll we'll touch on this as obviously we go through it. It was very odd to see this list of people who didn't have relations to it.
1: Yeah, my only assumption was did HBO Max think that there would be a generation of people that he didn't appeal to unless they had certain stars on the, the show. So like, Oh, well let's get BTS on because I get the K pop crowd in and I'm like I don't think you're going to tune into the union if you don't like Friends just no. because BTS are on it.
0: No. And it's, you know, it's, you see this a lot, the talking heads in these type of things. But normally they're more related. And there's loads of actors they could have had on who appeared in Friends. Yep. But we're not there.
1: Like Billy Crystal, Helen Hunt. Yep. Like they were the mad about you. Cameo that they do at one point. Or you could add
0: like Ben Stiller, Julia Roberts. Yep. I'd say Brad Pitt. That might have been awkward though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would have gone down. So, yeah, the, the friends talk about, you know, how they feel seeing each other again. Uh, and Phoebe says, you know, they stay in touch because James called and asked, like, oh, you know, do you all talk to each other? And she's like, yeah, well, you know, we, we message each other and call each other and stuff like that. Uh, and then Chandler turns around and goes, I don't actually hear from anyone. Now, this joke was set up because James Corden goes, and, and, you know, what about you, Chandler? Do, who, who do you hear from? He goes, I don't hear from anyone. I think it's fifty-fifty, true and a joke.
1: I mean, I guess to me it would be how much do you, as a person or a fan or a colleague, expect to hear from former former work friends? Yeah. Um, because Matthew Perry doesn't look the best and he's healthiest, and we know he's had troubles. Yeah. I think a lot of you kind of subconsciously text in and go, "Oh, they ignore Matthew Perry. What a shame! Like, why doesn't he to hear from them?" But how he could. I mean, it could have been a joke. It could have had a bit of truth in it. But at the same time, I don't know how much you would expect. Is he expecting a phone call every week, every day, every six months, once a year? Like, what to Matthew Perry would he consider enough contact to not be weird?
0: And I think he's acting like Chandler. Yeah, and that, that's that's clearly his sense of humor naturally. yep So I think he's he's doing it for the the, the laugh first. There's probably a hint of truth in there. But yes, we should probably talk about um, Matthew Perry and how he looks and how he's talking. So, obviously, he's had some troubles in the past, which he's admitted, so, like, alcohol and drugs and stuff. Um, like a lot of celebrities, you know, they have an injury, they get given painkillers, and then they get addicted to it because, you know, that's the American Health Service, isn't it? Just more pills. Pretty much. Um, but in this, the difference was he, he was slow in his speech, and people were like, well, is he, is he drunk? Is he ill? Is he had a stroke? And it turns out that he, he actually had uh, emergency dental surgery that morning. Uh, which I think they should have mentioned. If that's the truth, they should have mentioned that. Like, look, sorry, everyone. Like, I'm going to sound a bit different. I had you know emergency dental surgery this morning. Couldn't be helped. Um, you know, I'm going to talk different. So, and listening to him talk, it does sound like he's either got like dentures in, or he's got a he's got braces in, or something. Because when I've had braces in when I was younger, it's like, yes, your speech immediately changes yeah. as your tongue has to work around, around it, right? Um, he's definitely got very white teeth, like most Hollywood people. Didn't notice, but fair. So, so I, I, you know, I, I would like to think that is the truth because, you know, he's acting fairly normal. It's just his talking isn't quite there. And I think it is a dental thing rather than anything else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't worried about him. Like no. I was, he didn't look overly well, but at the same time, I know he's had troubles in the past. I was like, well, fair enough. That's what you're going to go through. Yeah. Um, but no I wasn't worried about him he seemed of all the cast he seems like he's more like Chandler than everyone else is their character so when he was cracking the jokes I was like Matthew Perry is just Chandler baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and you know that's the best way to act isn't it when you're just, just yourself I guess yeah. Um, so yeah I know I so a lot of fans were, were worrying about him and I don't think you have to worry about him I think it was just you know, unfortunate timing I guess of surgery you, you know if you come out of the dentist and you're not feeling you know great and you're in pain and stuff you're not going to be on top form, are you?
1: No. I mean, assuming, like we've, I guess, that, that is true, he had surgery, it's kind of count your blessings he was there as opposed to criticizing how he was when he was there. Yeah. Because he could have gone. I've just had surgery, I'm not coming. Yep. And then what would the
0: reunion have been? Wouldn't it have been a reunion. No, exactly. Uh, we then find out that 52 million people watched the finale. Uh, the TV show has been watched over 100 billion times. So that is uh, 5.2 times per person.
1: I mean, I've probably seen every episode at least 12 times. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of like, I wonder how much of a dent I've put in that. And
0: then... well, well, this is the meme I keep seeing, which is uh, Ross going, you know, and I'm just like, you know, the person who's done half of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, within interest to the creators of Friends. Um, so that, that scene, that, that card you see at the end um, of every show uh, is all the creators' names.
1: I did like how they, they put that up, and then it would introduce the person. Then they, you'd see that card, and the name would be on it, and yeah. they updated it each time. That was really cool and clever, and I was like, that's so it,
0: it, it made Yeah, it made it stand out, because you know, I've seen that card loads of times, and it's never kind of twigged in my mind. Oh, yeah, that's the creator's surnames. Yeah, let me go, I've really read it, I've seen
1: it, and just kind of gone, that's the thing that comes up all yeah. the time.
0: Yeah, uh, that was really nice to, to get to meet them. Uh, and they talk about how they came up with the show, which was basically... About how they were, you know, living in New York at the time and, you know, living there like early adulthood, I guess. It's a good TV show, right?
1: Well, they always say, write what you know. So they wrote what they knew and <laughs> became friends.
0: And then we end up on stage 24, which is the friends stage. Uh, and we've got the friends, you know, they're backstage talking about things and we get to see behind the door that's never opened in Monica's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot less interesting to, enough, would be? Yeah. Just, oh, uh, okay. It, just, Corridor, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically just you know the back offices. Um, I actually thought it might you know lead to something more interesting than that, but, but, but no, a <laughs> disappointment about yeah. it. Um, literally the back offices, but you know, that that was kind of fun to see. Uh, we then get to the scene where Joey and Chandler go to their uh room, which we don't spend much time in, no, but we'll.
1: It's just the boys' apartment. Like, you yeah. don't really care, do you? You just like if the, chick, if the chick
0: and the duck aren't in it, who cares about no, that no. apartment. Uh, and they sit in their chairs, um, and the rest of the group are actually like surprised that they're in there. They they don't notice that they've gone to see their apartment.
1: Yeah, and then is it? Lisa notices and goes, yeah. "They're in their chairs." And everyone's like, "They're in their chairs." It's <laughs> yeah. This really nice moment, almost like the boys are back. Yeah, <laughs> it was really sweet.
0: Uh, I really like that. Uh, we then have you know them them chatting about like scenes and episodes they remember and uh, they asked Ross if he remembers the the ball throwing episode which he doesn't
1: it's it's odd to me because it's one of those ones that sticks out in my mind of the game you know it's it's funny it's classic it's stupid like to me it's a standout scene
0: like it must be interesting for us as fans like we know everything because we've watched the show so many times yeah if you did that's your job Did, would you remember every episode like in my mind you're thinking yes every episode is going to be iconic and you're going to remember every moment but you know that's you know yeah. 200 episodes or whatever
1: yeah there will be some day especially when it's not particularly i guess as an actor it's not a difficult scene to perform it's just stand across a room and throw a ball yeah. you know it's not this like gut wrenching emotional moment or comedic high point it is just chucking a ball back and forth
0: but then once the episodes put together that's where the comedy <coughs> comes from i guess uh, they then go to the dressing rooms, which don't look fancy at all.
1: Yeah, I expected them to look much grander, like, especially <laughs> given that the cast room reportedly are like a million dollars an episode by the end of it. I expected the dressing rooms to look like they were, like, Yeah, like you
0: know. a, a fancy dressing room. I, I noticed that uh, Rachel said, you know, oh, these are my, my hard floors, so maybe she had like hard floor put in for her room. You're yeah, like a bit of a like demand, like, i Rachel, <laughs> I want hard floor. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> okay... Um, they also then, um, you know, show us the the kitchen, so their little like eating area.
1: Yeah, which again, which was,
0: was just, absolutely tiny. Like yeah. it was pathetic. Uh, it was it's just weird. Cause you think you know, this is such a big show, big actors and everything. It's Warner Brothers. It's gonna be fancy. It's like no, this looked worse than the canteen for most places I've worked at.
1: Yeah, it's like this. Well, I suppose it's the show starts. It's not a success yet. This is your soundstage. That's what you've got. And then as the show gets more and more successful, it's like well. All the sets are here. Like, why would you, what else would you go
0: to eat? Yeah. Like, that's where we eat, I guess. So. I, I I, did like, you know, Joey going, I remember this all being a lot, lot bigger. And Jennifer goes, well, you are a lot bigger now. So. Yeah, like... <laughs> Another fat joke again. <laughs> uh, we
1: Which, then... Touching on the fat jokes, out of context, they probably sound really cruel. <laughs> but when she said it, you could just tell it was just two, like two friends having a bit of banter and her teasing her, her friend. And yeah. it was, even though it was mean, it was sweet.
0: Well, that's what friends are, and that, that's what we've discussed. You know, in in the first episode, that's what makes friends. Yeah, you know, you are mean to each other. You're not perfect to each other. Uh, we then go on to talk about the quiz episode, and they do a brand new quiz to see what they can remember about the show. I mean, I've been chatting to people about Friends naturally,
1: uh, especially with the reunion being around and discussing iconic moments and episodes. And I always assumed that what I thought was the most iconic moment of Friends apparently isn't the most iconic moment of Friends, and most people rec- remember he's a transponster, and <laughs> it's this episode with the quiz that they remember. Whereas my brain immediately goes to, I take the Rachel okay. as, as the one moment. So it's been interesting to people on chat to find out, no, it is the quiz that we should all remember, and apparently that's the, you know, the piece de resistance of Friends moments.
0: I guess that's because all the cast are together, it's a funny scene, whereas I take the Rachel is a more serious one. Yeah, it's more of a drama bomb. Um... Does, does this happen before or after that quiz episode?
2: I want to say
1: after.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like, you know, I Take The Rachel is the moment when everyone's like, oh, you should probably watch this show. Like, that's when it's starting to hit its peak, I guess.
1: But oh my God, imagine, imagine not having seen I Take The Rachel. When that happened, yeah, like I don't know why that one moment is just suddenly dawned on me for all the people that didn't watch Friends growing up, but I can't imagine having the impact of that taken away. If you go into I Take the Rachel knowing he says Rachel,
0: like what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then uh, get asked, you know, who this character is, and is the guy who you know, used to live upstairs. Yeah, and I was
1: surprised they didn't get it.
0: No, they, they didn't get Mr. Heckles. They, they wasn't sure of his name. Now, okay, Mr. Heckles only appears in the first series, and he's only in it once or twice. So, fair enough, maybe?
1: I guess, especially because some of the, they're not massively involved scenes, and not all the cast tend to interact with Mr. Heckles in one go. No. So I guess from a production standpoint, he wouldn't really stand out. No.
0: Um, but you know, he looks no different than, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, he's also in Breaking Bad, by the way. I've not seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Breaking Bad podcast after this. <laughs> um, he is in Home Alone. I knew he was in Home Alone. Oh, okay. Who's he in Home Alone? Uh, when. Uh, See, the homeless.
1: When Macaulay Conkin's mum calls the police to say my son's home alone. Right. She gets passed on the phone to two different officers, and he's one of the officers
0: oh, she speaks interesting. to. Uh, yeah, he looks no different. But he, even when he filmed it, he was quite young. He just. Looks looks old in look makeup, up, I, guess, I guess. Pretty much. So um, We then get the barbershop quartet, uh, that Ross hired to to let Rachel know how much he, he was the the boyfriend. The most the
1: most tacky, possessive but hilarious <laughs> act probably of the whole show. And it was at this point that they walked out, and my sister sat next to me just starts to sing the entire song, like, word for word. Um, and then they're like, what's the next bit? And then me and my sister both looked at me and went, it's nice to have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of the moments where I was just like, this is amazing. I'm at having such a great time. Yep. help us watching with my sister, who is a huge friend. I'm probably a much bigger friend son than I, if I'm being completely honest. Most of me seeing friends repeatedly is probably because Kaylee had it on.
0: Why are you on this podcast? <laughs> I mean, I like Friends, but I mean, talking, like, when I say
1: Kaylee is seen every like, if I've seen episode twelve times, she's seen episode thirty okay. times. Like it's that level, but it was just this moment where I was like, "This is what the show means to people." Like me and my sister grew up watching Friends together, and there were references from Friends that we were talking in previous episodes of the podcast about Friends language and why we started yep. doing the podcast. Me and my sister have that. We have that dialogue where I mean, lead us like, okay, this is that episode. Off we go. So that was, that was a lot of fun to
0: to do See, I thought it was amazing they managed to get back the same people, and they do this again and again. You're like, wow, they got these like extras who were in for a brief scene. You know, Twenty years later, they're like, hey, we we still got your details. Come back again. Yeah, I mean, I
1: guess if you're if you're those people and you knew there was a Friends reunion, even though you were okay, only in one episode, you would be sat there going, please call me, please call <laughs> me. I'd love to be back on this because I was on Friends.
0: Well, well, that's what I'm saying. So I know in a lot of video games and stuff like that, they they have voice actors on, and then years later when they do the remake or whatever, they go, oh, we'd love to have the original voice actor on. We don't know how to contact them because why would we keep their details? Or they've moved or whatever. Like, to find these people again, it's amazing. So,
1: Especially, I guess, going back in gaming history where voice acting was, wasn't as well respected or as implemented in games obviously as it is now, whereas now it's basically like getting the role in the film.
0: But, you know, like I say, people move on and this barbershop quartet, they're, they're probably not actors to begin with. Uh, they probably were a barbershop. Contact. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but but uh, they're still doing it twenty years later, and you can still contact them. Like, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, they don't get the song though. They no, they, they, they kind of get it.
1: They, cl- close enough, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess close enough for them, not close enough for fans. <laughs> <No, laughs> <like, no>, they <laughs> just like, shouted at the screen. It's like no every word. <laughs> um, then I think after that is when they move on to it, what was Chandler's job. Um, um, we, well, we actually come back to that a little bit later. Is that okay, Yeah, because
0: cool. yeah, we, we cut back and forth on the quiz. The same with the the James Corden sections. Yeah, this is why I didn't like all the cutting back and forth. No. I, I want my content in big chunks. No, because we it does look like there's a lot of content that's cut, especially if this you like surely they answer more questions because you just look at the board behind them. Um, but we actually we go and cut to to Reese Witherspoon's talking about Friends, which was nice. Yeah. I, I really liked how she's just come on as like a genuine fan of the show and liked being a part of it. And, you know, that's the sort of actor I want on is someone who was part of it telling us about their, their story.
1: Yeah, you, you don't particularly care about what David Beckham thinks about Friends. <laughs> no. Someone who was on the show, especially who was a legitimate actress at the time. Yep. Like Reese Witherspoon's a huge star now um, in the morning show with Jennifer Aniston as well. Okay. So was, I'm assuming maybe that's how they on. Like, oh, look, we're still pals. Let's uh, do the reunion together.
0: Well, yeah, because you have to wonder, like, they've obviously spent money on some of these people, but was was Paul Rudd too expensive for them to have on?
1: I mean, I don't. I mean, there's lots of, like, rumours out there, like, he wasn't invited or he didn't want to be a part of it. The first rumour I heard about Paul Rudd's absence was that he didn't want to be on it because he didn't consider himself a core member of the cast. He said the six guys are the the main guys, and I I don't consider myself to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, but they're going to invite him on as, you know, an extra person person, not as the, the main six in him. Yeah, I mean, he could have happily replaced Justin Bieber. In that <laughs> yeah. Um, I I feel like, you know, you're never going to know the, the true answer, and it, it could just be he's busy.
1: Is, you might not want wanted to. Like, again, yeah. this is the thing where fans build stuff up in their mind of, oh, they almost had the greatest time in the world, when in reality, it is just the job to them. They may have enjoyed that job for the yeah. time they did it, but a lot of actors, once they finished a project, just go, cool, I'm done.
0: Well, yeah, because Paul Rudd comes across as a really nice, genuine guy. But, but you never know... What could be going on for him to be like? I'm not. I'm not going to go to LA for a two-minute segment. He may have hated it.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, look, there's movies I've seen where I thought, oh, those actors must have had a great time, and then you have read interviews and they've gone, I hated every single goddamn moment. Of this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, <laughs> guess you know, that's what it's called acting.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we then cut to a table read of them doing the the jellyfish scene, which I really liked. Yeah. great, fantastic. Um, I would have loved to have had them just do this. Not not necessarily the table reads. But in the UK on a TV channel called Dave, there was a comedian who would get other comedians on, on board and they would sit for about three hours around a table just chatting about stories and reminiscing and stuff like that. And I really love that. And I, I would have loved for this to have just been three hours of the Friends cast just sitting at a table just chatting yeah about, about their stories and stuff. But the, the table reads are quite fun. Um,
1: I think that's a big difference between American and British kind of TV though is American stuff is very, very controlled and very, very produced. Whereas yeah. in the UK, we were a bit more relaxed and just go, "Well, do whatever and we'll use what's usable. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. They talk about their first table read and how they first met each other. And Rachel remembers what all the girls were wearing, but not what the boys were wearing
1: again it's it's such a Rachel thing to do like people talk about perfect casting it's some of the the producers touch on yeah and it's like so far I'm like well you've got Joey being Joey and you've got Chandler being Chandler and then Rachel's Rachel it's like yeah. <laughs> did, did anyone actually act on this show <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: uh and she she you know uh Lisa goes oh you know what what was I wearing she's like oh you know you was wearing something hippie and it sounds insulting then she goes well no you was in costume for your character like that's why you was wearing it, not not being insulting or anything, just just what you was wearing. Uh, so that was quite nice like because it it must be weird meeting people that's like, right, you're going to be working with these people, and you might be kissing them at some point, and
1: yeah, I mean, imagine it's par for the course if you're an actor, but you know from looking through the curtain, it's kind of like that's weird.
0: yeah like, because you you've got to act like your best friends straight away, yeah. these people you've met.
1: And imagine like you know you, you obviously would have had the script before the table read for the most part. So did he just kind of sat in a room going, right, I have to kiss that person after this line? Yep. And then you walk in the room and go, oh, you're weird and creepy, or you're lovely and great. Or
0: or I guess in your head, you know, you've got like, you're going, oh, well, in my head, Ross is this character. But then when you meet him, you're like, oh, oh he plays that differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like Red Dwarf, the, the two main characters there, um, they famously did not get on for the first few series. And, you know, but yet they produced brilliant TV show. I mean, it
1: helps that the two characters didn't really get on as well. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> they weren't the best of friends, but...
0: But yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird, because anytime, you know, you start a job or meet people, it, it takes a while to, I guess, settle in, fill the room.
1: Yeah, there are, there are definitely people at work where you immediately gravitate to you can just tell. Someone's got a vibe, like, I'll chat to those people. Um, and then sometimes, you know, there are people you work maybe work with for years, especially if it's a big team. And
0: you're like, I eh, never really got to know them. No. Uh, we then cut to the creators talking about cast in the show, which we've talked about before in the first episode. So we won't go over that. Go and watch that. Uh, go and listen to that first episode if you haven't.
1: I mean, it was. I love this kind of behind the scenes stuff. I guess if I was going to, you know, remake the reunion in the the Ryan's mold of what we want, it would basically be a bunch of the cast interacting with each other. Um, and a moment I'll mention later on because it's my favourite part of the whole thing, which I won't bring up now. But I would have loved more from the producers um, because it was the Friends reunion. My brain was like, "We're going to get behind the scenes goodness." And then there was a lot of behind the scenes goodness as far as the cast were concerned, but not the writing staff or the producers. No. Um, and I would have so getting this little snippet of that, I was like, "Yes, I, I'm interested in how they went about making the show." I guess it's because I want to write myself, but it was like, "Ooh,
0: fascinating!" How did you do this bit? So they do do the commentaries on certain box sets of the DVDs. There's only about one commentary per disc. So one every couple of episodes, um, which we'll, we'll, we'll cover at some point.
1: Well, I guess uh, they could go back now and do them all. Which to, would be
0: great. See what they can remember. Like, what was this episode? I don't remember this episode. Yeah, we were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so we find out that uh, David Swimmer had actually quit television um, just before he was cast for this. But they broke they with him in mind. So they begged him. Uh, to basically, like, come aboard. He was like, no, nope, done. Like, I've had terrible time. I'm just going to do
1: plays. And no disrespect intended toward David Trimmer in the slightest. But for some reason, my brain's like, he's the person I'd have begged the least <laughs> 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 to come onto the show. So <laughs> I can't picture anyone else as most of the cast. But for some reason, David Trimmer's number, I'm kind of like, could someone else could have been Ross. <laughs>
0: you, you really think that? Yeah, okay, I don't know why. I'm just like, yeah. We then get told that they actually recorded the first three episodes of the show before they knew they could actually have Rachel. Uh, so if her first choice, because she was on another TV show that had already done six episodes, so it was beyond a pilot.
1: Yeah, they played a clip of that. And it wasn't awful. It wasn't Friends. But I was like, you know what? I probably would have watched that too.
0: I thought it looked terrible. Uh, it's a it's a program called Muddling Through. I don't know how many episodes actually ever got released. Um, it felt like a lot of... C tier American comedy where it's very forceful. The jokes.
1: See, I like the joke about the rare steak. <laughs> <I thought> that, <laughs> I that was quite
0: good. Uh, but yeah, so you know, they said like if that show had actually got picked up for more episodes, they would have had to have re-recorded the first three episodes with a new actress.
1: Which I can't imagine at all. I can't imagine anyone else being Rachel. No.
0: And it was kind of funny when they was talking about you know casting for Rachel um, that women would come in wearing the wedding dress, and I'm like. I get it. You're trying to, like, sell them the image of you as being the character. But you could tell by the creators, they, they were rolling their eyes, like, yeah, people came in in wedding dresses. It's like, don't do that ever.
1: Yeah, like, we want to see Rachel, not woman in wedding dress. No. Okay. And um, wedding dress.
0: Well, we want to see you being you, and then we can imagine how you look like. You, you're you not going to sell it more by dressing.
1: Yeah, and I guess from a writer standpoint... Rachel's only in that wedding dress for an episode, not yeah. even the whole episode, the start of an episode. So it's like, great, you've just given me a whole performance based on four minutes of a half-hour TV show. <laughs> yeah, Where's the
0: range? Uh, they told us that Joey had $11 in his pocket when he auditioned, which is classic Joey, isn't yeah. it?
1: That's one of those facts that has been around for years. It seems like the one kind of behind-the-scenes fact that I already knew, um, which it's a great story. Like, who doesn't love that kind of, like, you know... He, rags to riches yeah. success story
0: uh, and I know one of the other stories was what they spent their first paychecks on so Monica she bought a car yeah decent choice uh, I can't remember what Joey did but it, it was some something not as exciting I think it was like a new wardrobe or something like that so. <laughs> you mean like the
1: wardrobe itself or yeah, more clothes uh, uh, yeah
0: I'm not sure I, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember I remember like you know she bought a car and he's like I'm going to be sensible because uh, you know I put uh, some wife and <laughs> some socks <sauce>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, we find out that uh, the other actor that uh, Matt LeBlanc was up against uh, plays Joey's uh, identical, shall we say, twin <laughs> yeah. uh, in a future episode, and I have to feel so sorry for that guy. I mean, at least he got to be in an episode. You say that, but it's the same way with Buffy. Like, there's a, there's a character in that, and she was like, you know, going to be Buffy. So Michelle Geller came along and, and got the role. And you've got to look at them and go, well, at least you've got an episode. It's like, yes, but they got to have many episodes and many millions of dollars and huge successes. And
1: I mean, that actor's done some stuff. I mean, he's not, he's not reached Friends' level of fame, no. but he's been he's done plenty of stuff. I think he's had a, a steady enough career.
0: But I, I couldn't actually imagine him as Joey. Like, being the identical twin is perfect because you're like, he's not Joey at all, really. Yes, I mean he—he he very much looks like he's trying to
1: act like Joey. Yeah, and I get the feeling that may have been why he didn't get the part because he looks like he's acting like
0: Joey. Right. Whereas Matt LeBlanc is Joey. He's just Joey. Yeah. <laughs> um, we then hear the story about uh, Joey's final callback and about how you know he—he he was with a friend and he's like telling his friend about the, the TV show he's gonna you know uh, audition for. Is it? This is like the final callback. It's like, oh, it's a show about friends, right? You know, we should get drunk. (laughs) Sounds like a great idea. Uh, This is where, you know, I probably wouldn't get the part because I'd be like, that sounds like the worst idea ever, getting drunk the night before I got, like, my final interview audition or whatever.
1: I mean, I'm never one to pass up a trip to the pub, but I I wouldn't go out and have a heavy night.
0: Uh, But then he says he got a bit too fast, blacked out, and then hit his head on the toilet, and he cut, like, the top of his nose peeled a bit of skin off there. <laughs> yep.
1: I imagine, I imagine like, you're being cast as the hot guy. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not just like, oh, I've banged my face before my audition. It's like, I'm the hunk, <laughs> and now I've scarred myself. Yeah.
0: Uh, and he did get called out for that, but he told the story, and he got given the job.
1: Yeah. Which, again, he's total Joey, because there's something happened. Joey tells the truth,
0: and because he's honest and sweet, you're just endeared. You're just like, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it seemed to be a lot of the cast... Um, were picked because it's who you know not because they were absolutely amazing came out of nowhere they all knew about everyone from something yeah or someone knew someone so like you know phoebe got hired because uh one of their friends was the creator of a different show that she was on um you know they knew about courtney cox already and so on so it's 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 all about what you know uh, who you know not what you know really
1: and they always say that to be fair It's, it's an old cliche but it's definitely it's definitely something I would say rings true to life in, in all aspects, really.
0: We then get Ross uh, telling us his story before Phoebe freaks out over a bug, <laughs> which was a great moment.
1: This has been memed to death already in like the week since it aired. Um, people keep saying that's where Paul Rudd was on the show as man <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <as> <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Uh,
0: but sadly, uh, we don't get to hear any more stories because uh, Ross is cut off. And then it moves on. And it's like, oh, there's clearly cut content there that, you know, there was more to say.
1: Yeah, because that's when Matthew Perry jumps in with a, the important thing is that we handled it well. Yes. And I'm like, we didn't see you not handle it well. So <laughs> I really kind of, that joke kind of fell flat for me because I was like, well, she only brushed her hair a bit. Like,
0: no, I, I think he's like joking, like, we handled it well, as in like, we didn't handle it well.
1: Yeah, but we didn't see it. Like, no. you know, all we saw was a very brief reaction. And then he makes that joke. So to me, I'm like, but I haven't seen the context to make that joke hilarious.
0: Oh, see, I, I thought it was quite funny. Fair. I liked it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a shame, considering this was streamed, so there's no, you know, ad breaks or, you know, there's a TV show falling off this, why cut the content?
1: My, my guess is for a future release, a premium release where we pay for it and get a lot more
0: content. Potentially, yeah. Blu-ray with all the extras on a second disc. Which I'd totally buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably looking at it and go, should we do that? And they'll be like, friends, fans, will buy it. I know I've heard some people say that they cut content which is not, that interesting or a bit boring so there's the the trifle scene which i mentioned earlier uh where rachel tries the trifle and apparently she didn't really want to do it so they just cut that out and it's like no i'd rather see her be like no i'm not eating this
1: yeah i I didn't actually check who produced the reunion i'm assuming it wasn't the friends producers but i'm like We've all sat down to watch a reunion, like, years and years after the show finished airing. As far as we're concerned as a fan base, there is no such thing as boring (laughs) content.
0: We want every single second of footage you shot. Yeah, exactly. And then we hear, like, Courtney Cox was a known name, but not so well known it'd be the Courtney Cox show.
1: It's an understandable, I guess, if you're cast in a show that you want to be an ensemble show. But I feel the writing was so strong in the show, it would have very quickly become, oh, Courtney Cox is in this show with everyone else that's amazing. So I think it was a bit of a pointless worry, but I can suppose you know where well, you would worry about. That it makes sense.
0: Well, like in Buffy again, you see like, you know, Anthony Head as Giles. Like you always get these characters where it says that. And so, yeah, you normally get like the, the credits, say like as someone, because they're the one who's being paid more, or whatever, uh, which you obviously never get in Friends.
1: You know, I've never really thought about why it says I was assuming it was because they weren't a huge part in the show.
0: No, it's because the you either have the you're either the first name or you're the last name because like they're the they're the ones that people care about. Right. So they're the people who either, you know, get paid the most, are the most iconic or, you know, begged or, you know, demanded. <laughs> I need to have a special title. I always find
1: it annoying. I'm like, oh, no, Anthony heads, Giles. I've been watching this show for how long. did tell me? It's not like so much. i like, as Buffy, I'm like, yeah, I'm aware.
0: Yep. I'm like, oh, i like, do watch the show? But no, it's, it's literally like... For that. It's the same with movie posters where you have, you know, the, the big actor, even though he's in it for five minutes, is the bigger name yeah, Top to the other actors. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I mentioned about um, Chandler, how he got hired before, and I mentioned he was in a TV show uh, about baggage handling. And I said in the year 2020, that was wrong. Uh, it's actually a TV show called LAX 2194. That didn't help, Mark. I don't think that made the show better. <laughs> no, no it doesn't. I, wanted, I just wanted to put that correction out there. Uh, they actually show us a very brief scene um, from this. It looks different to what I imagine. It's, it's almost like a Star Trek ripoff. That's what it reminds me of. I, just, I don't know why anyone thought that was a good idea. I mean, you
1: look at it and it looks cheap. Does. And the special effects aren't amazing. So many angry Trekkies right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, as an actor, what? unless you fell in love with the script or were just desperate for work, I'm like, why would you have agreed to this show?
0: Yeah, like, but who, who even wanted to fund it? Like, as soon as you go, oh, it's about baggage handlers. Oh, yeah, great. It's in the year 2194. Like, oh, like that makes it any better. Yeah, like,
1: Is there a tax write-off going on somewhere here? Because <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me.
0: But basically, you, you had aliens, you know, because it's a future. Yeah. Um yeah, it looked very cheap, very nasty, but Chandler was Chandler in it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they someone at Warner Brothers saw it and they was like, Yeah, this is not gonna happen. That's fine, just cast it because <laughs> yeah. he's not gonna be in the show. Jen then talks about doing lots of pilots and just assumed that's all you ever did. You just did a pilot, didn't get called back. Do another pilot. Doesn't go ahead. Like they must get you must get paid well for pilots then
1: i'm gonna make pet enough it depends how many you do i suppose but it's weird because to me jennifer Aniston is the busy biggest star of friends and was the biggest person out of friends in friends you became the ultimate star it's weird hearing her talk about a time in her career where she was like yeah nothing while doing was really working like i'd get paid and try again and get paid and try again and then to be like yeah so to her be like yeah i'm just well you know wasn't very well the the career wasn't going well to then go bam friends it's weird hearing Uh, have that experience i
0: guess because we only see the tv shows that make it not the millions of especially in the uk we don't see all the pilots that get put out there because they they have seasons where it's like here's the pilots and let's see which ones people liked and were popular whereas we just get whatever is popular many years later (laughs) but you know she said that nothing ever felt right until friends came about and you have to wonder is this a, a genuine thing or is it just because you did the the tv show for 10 years no i reckon it's genuine i
1: mean especially with how close the cast seemed. you know how quickly they fell back into the overall mates having a laugh i very much imagine that she got to the show and was like oh wait these guys are fantastic this is awesome having a great time
0: well she asked for to be cut from her contract on muddling through and then that producer said you know don't do that show friends won't make you any money this show will
1: uh yeah, I guess credit to James Corden. When he because after she said that, he's like, And that producer was here tonight. Yeah. And Jennifer looked mortified. I was like, that was really funny. I was like, fair enough, James, we'll give you we'll give you that one.
0: Uh we're then back to the quiz. So we're we're chopping and changing, which is I guess typical for a friend show, but like you said earlier, like it would have been better just have nice rounded segments where we got everything rather than oh, we've clearly missed something here because of chopping and changing. Yeah. Uh we get asked about Joey's identical hand twin, uh, and he has to pick from uh, a selection of hands from behind some curtains, which he does spectacularly. Yeah, He, he got it right. <laughs> like, uh, there he was. I didn't realise the actor who is his hand twin is actually quite well-known. Uh, he's been in lots of films and lots of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought he was just, just random bloke. No, I mean, talking
1: of not ageing, he looked practically identical. He did, like, yes. like, He easily has held up the best out of everybody
0: on the reunion. Uh. There's then a message on the answering machine. Uh, it's Tom Selleck. And Tom asked the question, uh, what did Chandler do for a living?
1: Well, I found it really funny about them, who's that? And they're like, Tom Selleck. It was like, is the difference between fan and actor? Yep. Because if you say like, oh, who's this? They're immediately going to be like, that's my colleague who I worked with for a while. Tom Selleck, not, oh, it's you know Richard. Yeah. Um, which again, made me chuckle. I just like the kind of difference in perception between fan and
0: they. They still weren't actor. sure though, when they were answering, they was like... Is it, is it Tom? Is it? It might be. Like, everyone else, it's Tom. It's definitely Tom.
1: He's got a very distinct voice, to be fair. Like, how you wouldn't that, recognize that voice, I don't know. Like, other than James O. Jones, who else? Or Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. Like, who else has got, like, an immediate recognizable <laughs> voice?
0: Uh, I did like the way, so when he's asked the question, what did China do for a living? Rachel immediately shouts out, Transponster. Yeah, and Monica was like, no, no he's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we said that last. Um, there is a bit of a problem here, though, because they say the answer is no one knows. Yeah, which is not true. So what is the answer? See, I've forgotten now. Because it's so <laughs> much
1: like data data analysis and Sigma system configuration or something like that. Yeah. Um but nearly well the the one of the friends' Facebook groups we're in has basically just been that meme over and over again with <laughs> that seagull like screaming at the guy's like, Yep, because my sister again got the answer right straight away. And I was just like, Yep, we know it just to me it just felt like Surely the the everyone there knew it. it's like an odd moment because they technically got it wrong and then yeah. it was like they were given a pass and I was like well
0: well surely on Ross's cards the answer should have been there at the very least
1: yeah I very much doubt Ross or David from oh. wrote that quiz himself yeah <laughs> imagine it was passed to him
0: uh, the girls are declared the winners for some reason
1: yeah arbitrarily it's <laughs> just like and the girl I guess because the, they lost last time so they get to win this time maybe I don't know
0: yeah but we we don't see enough of questions really like there's clearly going to be more and I would have loved. We, we could have easily had two hours of this. Just, just answering questions and getting it wrong or right or whatever. Yeah,
1: there were there were huge segments where I'm just like, right, so they could have turned this into a series. It could have been, here's an hour and a half of James Corden asking the questions. Here's an hour and a half of them doing a quiz. Here's an hour and a half of table reads. Yeah. And they had have been like, yes, I'll watch everyone
0: Because they clearly filmed for at least a whole day, if not longer. Yeah, and They're, a whole
1: and a whole day shooting, the whole day shooting, it would have been like, arrive at 7am, yeah. leave at 9pm. Like, it would have been a whole day of shooting.
0: Yeah. Even just watching Joey eat some, <laughs> some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> could have done that. Uh, we're then back to James, and they talk about being uh, noticed um, for friends at the start of the second season. like that's when they, they knew that they were doing something that people cared about, which I find odd, because I, I would have thought like after a few episodes, you'd be like, "Yeah, like we're in magazines and people talking about it and stuff. But I guess when you look back at the time, it was just the start of another TV show.
1: I guess, and I suppose it's always you don't always know how much they've shot before it starts airing, like we know they shot three episodes at least before it aired, and they shot the whole season before it aired, mm. um, was it okay we we shoot on a a three week schedule, so we're we're three weeks essentially ahead of t v um so if you're if they did it that way and you're still filming it while it's airing, you're probably more in a bubble than sat at home yeah. watching it the world experience it
0: uh Joey then talks about there being a helicopter above like everyone's houses like that's the first time he knew they'd made it, which
1: is really weird.
0: Like, yeah <laughs> w- w- go why go to like six different helicopters above actors houses
1: yeah like even if I was a huge fan I'd be like I don't really care about his rooftop no like, which is apparently a mess <laughs>
0: yeah. so yeah so so he's like my roof's a mess so he called the roofer out the next day and <laughs> That's got it. that sorted. I mean, at least it had a benefit like a fringe <laughs> benefit to fame uh, because I'm thinking you know they're they can't be living in their own house at this point. Maybe they are, right? But they're—they're not—they're not wealthy celebs living in you know Beverly Hills or whatever. They're probably renting apartments or you know living wherever.
1: Yeah, I mean, before the first season finishes, you would, I don't know what like the going rate is for an actor on a sitcom, but it's probably a, a decent wage, but not going to be. It's going to be a, mid- be a few change. grand
0: an episode, yeah. yeah. But then you'd be like, I'm not going to spend this right away because who knows if we're going to be back again.
1: Yeah, especially if you're Joey. If you had $11 in
0: your pocket <laughs> yeah. at episode one, <laughs> you got a couple of grand,
1: you'd be like, oh, hold off.
0: Uh, Ross then explains how uh, only those six knew what they were going through, which, you know, I, I quite liked him telling us about that. Yeah, Jen didn't seem as to agree. she was just kind of like, hmm, like, like it hadn't
1: occurred to her at the time that. Only the group knew what they were going through. It seems like I thought Ross had and
0: had never shared before
1: that point, and everyone's like,
0: "Oh, I suppose," because you know they, like we said, they weren't all massively famous before. So to be chucked out, there was like these big stars now, and people going, "I know who you are," and probably shouting your catchphrases at you.
1: Yeah, I suppose it's especially difficult being in a TV show that's going to have continuity as a key thing. You probably can't change your look, whereas if you star in a movie that suddenly becomes a hit but in it you played a pirate with a beard and long hair, and then you cut the beard off and cut your hair. People may not recognise you in the street as much, whereas if you're Ross and you're in the middle of shooting season two, you can't change what you look like because it won't make any sense for the
0: episode. And at at the time, they probably didn't have a lot of famous friends, so you can't go up to your famous friends and be like, how did you deal with this? They're going up to their their normal life friends. they're going, I wish I was you.
1: Yeah, I, I can't imagine how much this has changed as well. For modern people, like if you were in a hit TV show now, where social media and the internet are so prevalent and invasive, like I can't imagine how intense it would be. It's got to be
0: the worst, right? You, you, you got to just not read the comments. Yeah, don't just... listen to our podcast.
1: <laughs> no. I t- I'll have to read the comments because I'm too argumentative not to. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we then found out that Friends is in eighteen different languages, which I thought was really cool.
1: I enjoyed seeing the clips yeah. of the, it. Well, it was funny hearing like the dub person laugh in place of an actual person like you know hearing like italian joey laugh was like that's so cool and strange (laughs) japanese friends was odd yes Um, just because obviously it sounds so different to english and it's
0: like that's cool so i i i kind of want to watch it to learn more japanese uh and i say this because bts appear and they talk about learning english from watching friends
1: Yes, I already knew that. So, one of my friends is an outrageously big BTS fan. And I knew that I can't remember his name now. Um, but the, the main guy, the, the guy who's essentially the front man because he's fluent in English, he learned English from friends. And she told me that when she was paying outrageous amounts of money for BTS tickets. Right. So, when people were like, why the hell are BTS on the show? I put in the comment section on Facebook, going, oh, that's how they learn English because their mum bought them the DVDs.
0: Well, they also say they, they learn about, you know, friendship and I guess American culture from it. Yeah, I guess. I mean
1: they're Korean, so I guess the world's quite different in that you know over yeah. there.
0: Um, we then meet the fans. Uh, friends, fans are crazy. I've written here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: all of those. I don't know. I don't. It's like a part where like I guess enjoyment of the show battled with my kind of British stiff upper lip and cynicism. We had all these fans sharing their like stories of how oh I was this person growing up and wanted this and I I I got through this difficult period because of this. Um,
0: so I was a bit kind of like, Ugh, overshare. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it feels a bit forced and manufactured, like someone's put a camera in front of your face, so you've got to have a an interesting story, right?
1: Yeah, like how did they find those people? Who were they? Did they have to audition to be, you know, the friends, fan on friends? Did was it just send us your stories and maybe we'll call
0: you? And I I know from like our experiences on the, the friends' Facebook groups and that, there are some like interesting people on in there. At the same time, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. So so on, on on the show here, it's like, yes, I know. Friends fans like us, you know, we're making a podcast about it, right? So we, we can't really talk. No. Yeah, I don't really care about these people who are just telling me they like Friends. Like, yes, I know that. I like Friends too. That's yeah, why I'm watching this. We know what Friends means to us. We're all watching Friends. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's for, for non-Friends fans. But like you said earlier, like, if you're not a Friends fan, why would you watch this?
1: Yeah, surely you'd just be starting to watch Friends and then maybe watch it when you finish it.
0: Uh, we then have another celeb uh, Malala. Um, I'm not sure why she was on the show.
1: I mean, I, I like that the, her friend, she's introduced her to friends, and it was something they bonded over, yeah. so it was quite exciting that their friends helped people make friends, and I kind of got that point. But again, a lot of the, the special guests were just, why are you here? You weren't involved in the show. The yeah, because,
0: because she's not an actor or an actress or anything like that, so... No,
1: not, not to diminish what she's gone through, no. and what she's overcome and achieved, but at the same time, I'm like, that's not particularly relevant to the show.
0: No. Like, I, yeah, you're right. How does she relate to it? it, Apart from her stories, which we all have, she doesn't. Uh, We then go back to James, who uh, takes questions from the audience. I say questions, we get a question. Uh, The first question is, uh, what are some things they didn't like about the show? Now, this could have been brilliant. And I'm sure it probably was brilliant, because it sounds like they all gave an answer. We just get one answer uh, from Ross, who talks about Marcel and uh, how he didn't get on with him.
1: (laughs) Which, yeah, makes sense. I mean, they say don't work with animals or children. <laughs> and he did both. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, he was talking about like how the, the monkey wouldn't hit its marks and like mess up the scene.
1: What I like is that when he first said, I didn't like working with the monkey, you immediately get that, oh, David Trimmer hates animals. Yeah. And he very quickly went, no, I love animals. They're great. <laughs> what he meant was, professionally, the monkey sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes sense It's a
0: monkey. I mean, looking back at Friends now, you're like, why was the monkey in it? It's such a weird thing, for sure. It's, it's almost like a thing a Bad TV show would put in to try and get ratings,
1: yeah. I guess, especially. I guess, I want like, you can't have a monkey as a pet, that's not allowed.
0: Yeah, it's it is so like it, they're funny episodes, but it's so far removed from anything else. Like in the, in the show, it's it's odd. Um, I really liked how he talked about how you know during their, their downtime, the monkey would just be on his shoulder, you know, he's got to be around the actor all the time, right? And the trainer would give him live grubs to eat, so he's like grabbing the grubs, <laughs> ripping them apart on that his shoulder. Awful. Push like stuffing them in his mouth and then just like clings to David's face. <laughs> like,
1: that would just be gross. Which can something I loved about the reunion in general, which is it's another fan perception to actual reality, where we were like, Yeah, what a great time with a monkey. Have <laughs> yeah. a no, I spent nine hours waiting for this monkey to jump onto the right shelf.
0: Yeah. It's it's you know, those anecdotes and behind the scenes are what are more interesting, I guess. Yeah, that's why I watched. Uh we then have Jack and Judy Geller, uh, Ask a question, I guess, but they, they don't actually ask anything. Uh, James actually asked them uh, what they remember of their time, and they talk about how they felt like real parents to the, the cast, I guess, which was adorable. Yeah, and uh, yeah.
1: Uh, the actual player Judy got really emotional. You could see her well enough at the time. was yeah. like, oh, but that was really cute. Yeah, um, I
0: yeah, that was great. I would love to, have, you know, see more of them.
1: Yeah, like it, it was weird because some of the people they brought on, they brought on, and I got really excited. And we'll get to one of them in a bit. Um, and I was like, yes, yeah, she's there. I'm so excited. Um, and then. Two minutes later, they were gone. And yeah. I was like, no, I'd have had 90 minutes of the parents talking to the gang and reminiscing.
0: The thing was that uh, Judy did seem like Judy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Hopefully she was nicer to, to Courtney than yeah. she was to Monica. Yeah.
0: Uh, now, I, I really liked seeing them, but I you know, I wanted to hear more stories about things they didn't like or, or whatever. Uh, hear different questions, hear from Jack and Judy a bit more, but we didn't get that. It made me chuckle how James Corden was like, great, keeping it positive.
1: And I was kind of like, was that a genuine question? Or was it a question that had already gone over?
0: It would have been one they've gone over, right?
1: At which point I was like, well, then your joke doesn't work, James Gordon. Because <laughs> you, you can't
0: set up the question <laughs> just to throw in a joke. Because I, I would like to know actually who the audience were. Because you're going to assume it's going to be cast, crew, celebs, friends. I wonder how many random people were there. Because they're, they're quite spaced out. Yep. It'd be interesting to know, like they were in relation to it so like, to be invited there I guess
1: yeah like to me the audience should have been you should have been somehow involved in the show at some point even if you were like I don't know the boom operator in four episodes in season yeah. seven I'm like well, you get a seat but if why would the public be there like
0: well, I, I think they can be there but no, it'd, be, it'd be a bit weird I wouldn't let us in well I'd let us in <laughs> <laughs> be the weird host of watching <laughs> <laughs> only podcast hosts are allowed you're right at the front next to James there you go <laughs> Uh, we then have da- David Beckham appear for some reason.
1: I mean, I didn't
0: know David Beckham was a Friends fan.
1: I don't care anymore now I know he is a Friends <laughs> fan. It was just, why are you there, Beckham?
0: I did like his title, which was like, International Soccer Icon.
1: Yeah, and I was like, well, all I, well, that came up and my sister mocked what it said. And I was like, <laughs> I to remember him getting a red card and in Euros. Like, <laughs> like, he appeared to a soccer Friends, And I'm like, he got sent off.
0: I mean, it's probably been about 17 years since he's played football. Yeah. Professionally. But still. Uh, so yeah, no idea. Like, I'm sure he's a nice guy. seem seemed nice on there, but... Yeah, David Beckham yeah. seems
1: lovely, but again, it's like you weren't involved in the show. Why are you here? So just like BTS, and then you get to David Beckham, you're like, why are you here?
0: Uh, we then uh, have the one where no one is ready, uh, which they, they tell us about, a bit of behind-the-scenes details, so... They wanted to to shoot this basically in real time because it's basically a bottle episode to save some money. Which and we've sense. we've talked about bottle episodes before, I think. Yeah, slightly uh, touched on them. I think. In, in one episode, probably not the first one, but a later one. Uh, and they explain how uh, Joey's arm came out of his socket, which sounds gruesome. Well, it was it was. I guess,
1: weirdly entertaining to watch the gang watch that footage. Yeah. Because Jen was like, I don't want to see you. Just like, just couldn't look at the idea of their friend getting injured. Because it's not
0: gruesome. It's just his, his arm just pops out a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess you'd think you don't want to watch someone you care about experience pain. But all of the lads were like, cool. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yep, the boys are still the boys.
0: I, I still don't know how he did it. Because he tripped over the coffee table trying to jump into the, the chair that Chandler's about to sit in. And yet he... He pulls out his left shoulder. So I don't know if he hit it on the sofa.
1: Yeah, it looks like he he lands short and slams his shoulder into what I guess would be the, the bottom frame of the seat. Right. Um, and that's what dislocates it. Because you see him in the clip grab it and then sit in the chair. Yeah. And then they cut and he has to get up and hide in Monica's bedroom.
0: Uh, I like the way Rachel goes. She remembers there being firemen in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, not in this one. She's like, oh no, it was just like they'd looked at his arm, didn't they? They came. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Matt. <laughs> yeah. uh, So another Rachel moment, I guess there. Now I did like the way that you could almost—I'm sure you could hear them pushing his arm back in. Oh, great. There, there, there was a noise there. Uh, I hadn't realized in this episode the whole whole sling thing was because he had done that to his arm. I was just like, oh, just felt natural, I guess.
1: Well, I remember watching Friends back in the day when they write it in that he was jumping up and down on his bed and then Joey fell off and that's how he hurt himself to have this sling make sense in the episodes. But I remember watching the episode back in the day when obviously all you hear is like spring squeaking, Chandler opens the bedroom door and he's like, that's why we don't jump on the bed. And I remember at the time, why didn't we see this? Because obviously I didn't know that he'd actually hurt himself. So my yeah. brain was just like, they just cheaped out on a stunt. <laughs> but now I know. So the mystery, like what, <laughs> how many years later has never been explained?
0: Uh, because obviously, as he's like pulled out his arm, he had to go to hospital and that means all filming stopped, uh, so they couldn't film anything else because they needed all six there because it's their their one bottle episode they're doing. Yeah,
1: couldn't have happened at a more inconvenient time. Uh,
0: so what should have been a simple, quick episode seemed to take the longest. Uh, but yeah, I did I did like how they they wrote the slinging; it it felt natural to me. But looking back, you're like, no, this is weird. And it, but you know, we, it makes sense now. Uh, but Joey tells us how you know they would do a huddle at the start of every show, but for this one they didn't do the huddle because they were running a bit late. And now, like, every show, it's like, you no, know, we do the huddle now. Yep. Tradition slash
1: superstition. Yes. You've got to do it. I mean, if my shoulder had popped out, I'd probably insist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and this is, like, the way they're like, oh, do, do we have to? And he's like, yes, we are, because I don't want anything else falling off. <laughs> yeah, I like how some of the guys don't remember it, and Matt LeBlanc's like, oh, I remember. <laughs> like, it was my shoulder. Yeah. I feel, I feel like we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like Matt LeBlanc is a f- massive Friends fan himself. Yes. He remembers so many details. So... I won't mention it now, but we'll we'll talk about that later on. I think. Yeah. We'll um, they talk about like the atmosphere uh, on tape night, and they show us some clips, and it looks wild. Like it looks like a party going on. But
1: you've got, I guess, you've got like producers and assistants and stuff trying to hype up the crowd and get them all really excited. So Imagine if you just shuffled, you know, hundred people into a room, sat down, and said, "Watch some jokes." you might get like uh like having a hype man when you go to a concert or a warm up act I guess there so was...
0: Have you ever been to a TV recording? I have not. So I I've, I've been to one and they always have a comedian come on first for about half an hour. And friends had some very well known comedians come on for sure. Um and yeah they they kind of get you going make sure you're happy and laughing and ready for some fun. Um yeah, like some of these scenes just look mad. with like people in costume dancing and... Yeah, just like get everyone cry. I mean, imagine for the first few
1: seasons, like that may have been a necessity. And by like season four, you'd just be really excited to be in there. <laughs> yes. It's
0: like, I'm going to see Friends live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it looked like a great time being there. Um, but they, they tell us how they listen to, to the audience, basically. And, you know, if a joke didn't land right, they'd be like, okay, let's rewrite it and try again.
1: Yeah, which, which makes sense. We've got yeah. the audience there for a reason.
0: So we've, we've mentioned before in our first episode about like laugh tracks and stuff like and It's like, no, this is all genuine.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that for, for years. And I was, was me quite happy because I don't like laugh tracks. I hate them.
0: Now, okay, you, you can argue that people in, that are watching it in the audience, they're going to be a bit more hyper because they're going to be like mega fans. As we've said, they've been hyped up and stuff. They're going to laugh at absolutely anything, right? Um, but, you know, not every joke did work. So, you know, for us as a, a TV watching audience, we get the better jokes.
1: Yeah, you know, we get the cream of the crop because it's been tested on those hundred hyper people already. So
0: and so and when I went to see a, a TV recording, you would see the same thing acted over and over again, and they would be like, "Okay, you need to laugh the same time now as you did the first time, even though you've heard this joke four times now." <laughs> yes. so, uh, yeah. so it becomes a bit forced. So you know, laugh tracks can, can be like that, even if they are a real audience. And
1: then you say laugh track, and
0: my brain goes straight to Big Bang Theory, and then that, that's sick. what I think of. Yeah, but, but that's a real audience too. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Real people find that show funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying, is like, people in the audience, they will find things funny because they're, they're part of the moment, I guess. Fair. Uh, compared to you watching it at home, you know, in your underwear. True. Uh, there was a sad moment, I don't know if it's sad, but uh, a touching moment, I guess, where Chandler mentions how he felt like he'd die if he didn't get a laugh, and how he'd sweat and go into convulsions, like if people didn't laugh at what he was doing?
1: Yeah, he he mentioned stuff like that a couple of times. And for me, it was was quite sad. It was also a little bit endearing. Um, I guess when you think about the troubles that he had as a person post-Friends, I get the sense that a lot of that is reflected there in the sense that he needed to get a laugh. And he mentions at one point that, if someone else was getting the laugh, he felt like he needed to get up top of that laugh. Yeah. He needed to be the funny guy, and I felt like so much of his self esteem clearly comes from being seen as the funny guy, which very similar to Chandler. I guess that when you you know that would explain some of his troubles because he went from being Chandler on Friends, the funny guy, to being Matthew Perry, the actor. Yeah, and I imagine that was quite a hard adjustment for him, given that his ego seems so rooted in being funny. Not but that, kind of criticized not his way, just and that's how it seemed to be.
0: So. Yeah, and I I really loved how honest he was, like far more honest than any of the other cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's telling, I guess.
1: But- I think that's why it would have been nice to see things less chopped up and edited. Because if we'd, had, if we'd stayed with, with things longer, A, how honest and open was Matthew Perry? How happy would he been for us to have seen that? And then how much did that help the, the rest of the guys open up? And maybe there'd be kind of things revealed that we, we wouldn't know.
0: Well, yeah, because then you have like Phoebe saying, "Oh, we didn't know that you felt like that," and he's like, "Yes, I felt like that every single night." And it's like, "Oh, like that's that's kind of bad." Like you, you'd like to think that this this group of people would know how each other felt doing this. Yeah, and then um. we
1: touch back to the him saying that no one gets in touch with him. It's kind of like, well, clearly they weren't as close as fans like to think they were because you'd think that with some after ten years of working with people, you'd bring up and go, "You know what? my, my mood is really affected by." The performance i give or the reaction i get yeah because i'm sure the rest of the cast would have rallied around and been like you know you're not writing this material like if the joke doesn't land it's not on you no
0: certainly it's on the writing team yeah because you know you you can act to it and it's just the audience doesn't get it yeah or you know we've had jokes where it's absolutely hilarious to us but no one else would get it because it was part of the moment
1: yeah i mean i'm sure we've all had opportune or moments where we've made a joke that we think's going to Kill the room, yeah. and it dies immediately. We've all felt that kind of horrible regret in the pitiest of the way. Like that wasn't funny. It? It's so <laughs> awkward and yeah. horrible. So imagine <laughs> feeling that for what eight hours a day, every week for however many years,
0: as part of your career, your job. You know, and
1: given that you're going to be sitting there thinking, right, everyone in the room is now judging me because that joke didn't land. Yeah, it's probably a pretty intense thing to go through.
0: We then end up with Monica and China in bed together, uh, and they. They let us know that this stuff was actually just going to be a one-off. You know, they was going to have them sleep together in London, and when they get back, they can play out, you know, what's gone on for a few episodes. That would have been quite funny. Uh, But they listened to the audience because the audience loved it.
1: Yeah, which which I love. I almost wanted to climb for the TV and hug the producers at this point because, like, the fact that they were kind of blissfully unaware of what the show meant to people at this point. Yeah. Um, but then when that moment happened and they realized, oh my God, the people absolutely love this idea. They're so invested in it and they care about the characters so much. It's almost adorable to be like, well done. Like you did this, you achieved this. How, how did you not know what you were doing as you were doing it?
0: But it also shows like, they never had some grand plan for this. They had like, yeah, they can do this and the next series will do whatever. Uh, but that's great. That they're just making it up on the spot and going, right, this is what feels right. Yeah,
1: I mean, I suppose that's the kind of the the sign of great creativity where they're able to flex and bend and change things around as they go. Because if you have a plan and stick to it and it's not working, the show's going to get cancelled.
0: Yeah. Um, we then have a, another celeb, uh, Mindy Kaelin. Uh, I don't know who she is. Um, she's definitely America famous. She hasn't really
1: crossed the pond all that well. She's been in a couple of things. And I think she's one of these people that became famous because she was in one thing that got her a little bit known. Then she became more known for who she is as opposed to the work she does. And then it just kind of stuck there. And I think it's like we discussed earlier with it. It's not what you know, it's who you know. I think it was the case of she was in a show, it was well-received, and then she then had lots of contacts where the rest of the stuff she does could find an audience, and then it's just kind of stacked up, like kind of built up as, oh, she's Mindy Kaling, and she does A, B, and C.
0: But as we've said many times... While yeah, are <laughs> there, while you there, we then have another table read. This time about Ross getting ugly naked guys apartment, which was great. Yep. All all the table reads are fantastic. Like they they played it exactly like they did, you know, twenty years ago.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed, but when they're doing the table reads, every single moment of it, Matt LeBlanc's face is just like wide-eyed. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we're doing it again. Like, he's, like, <laughs>
0: he's like an audience person who's sitting yeah. next to them going, wow, I'm with the Friends cast. Like
1: the producers going, is this going well with the Friends reunion? Like, just look at Matt LeBlanc. What's his face doing? That's <laughs> yeah. the audience's face. Uh,
0: we then cut to uh, Phoebe playing guitar in Central and She plays a smelly cat. Uh, then some woman joins her. Uh, Oh, it's uh, Lady Gaga.
1: See, I'm apparently in the minority on this bit. I thought this bit was great. You liked it? Um, I like Lady Gaga. Not a huge fan, but actually a decent enough size fan, I suppose. Um, I wasn't so much enjoying Lady Gaga singing Smelly Cat because the fun of Smelly Cat is that Phoebe sings Smelly Cat and it's Phoebe. So coming in and performing Smelly Cat really well completely undermines the point of Smelly Cat. But I did like, and it almost felt like Lady Gaga said it before they could cut away, um, where she basically thanked Lisa Goodrich for playing the the oddball character that made the kind of outcast children feel like life was going to be yeah. okay. And I thought that was really sweet. And it would have been, I guess, I would have preferred her to just have that conversation with Lisa Goodrich as opposed to being like, "Let's sing Smelly Cat together." I guess so, yeah. Because um,
0: because she she feels like the the best out of all the celebrities because it feels the most natural. Like she just comes in. We don't know she is, really. Like, if you don't know who Lady Gaga is, don't know, right?
1: Well, she was actually interacting with a member of the yes. cast, as opposed to just be talking head, stare at the camera, explain where you like friends at the end.
0: Yep. Uh, I really liked it, because obviously they're, they're playing together, and then you get the backing singers, the original backing singers come yes. in, and like, that's great.
1: I was like, well, all these singers may have, like, the
0: barbershop quartet, yeah. and the back of the looking <laughs> in a cupboard yeah. <laughs> at the Warner Bros. It's like, we might need them. Keep them in the cupboard. Uh, so yeah, that... You know, she she wasn't too bad as a celebrity being in there. Uh, I guess at the same time, you could argue if you took her out, would it have changed things? Probably not too much. But there is that sentimental moment that I think was needed to be said. Yeah, I guess the,
1: it's still a why is she there? But it's that I mind it the least out of everyone that was there.
0: Yeah. Uh, we then have the group talking about uh, seasons they've never seen. So they're talking just like about the show in general.
1: Yeah, this is very much an actor's conversation.
0: Yep, yeah. and. Uh, this was great. I, I could have had much more of this. Uh, so you have Joey and Monica uh, have seen them all. Uh, Phoebe can't watch them because she can't watch herself, which I totally understand. Like watching or listening to yourself do things you cringe you're like oh is that how i talk and is that how i act and, and stuff
1: There yeah, are other podcast i am people who i make them with will be like oh did you listen to the show back and i'm like
0: good lord no, <laughs> no. like
1: number one i was there when it happened <laughs> number two I, I don't no one sounds in their head the way they actually sound when they hear themselves recorded no so everyone has this uncomfortable cringe at hearing themselves
0: so imagine imagine you watching yourself acting you're like no oh, why why are you moving like that <laughs> especially when
1: i bet there are scenes or moments in friends where I don't know, let's pick any episode you like, really, um, where the actor's going to watch that scene and go, right, I know the take I did before that, or the take I did after that was a million times better, yeah. but they used that take, <laughs> and it would just annoy you. Uh,
0: we, well, we get, you know, Joey Tennis, you know, he watches it, but he, he says he has trouble believing himself in it, and like he doesn't believe he's, you know, acting. I like, know. Like, <laughs> it was the whole gang were like, "That's because you're an actor, Matt." <laughs> just, yeah, that's like, no, you shouldn't feel like you're an actor. You should believe yourself. And it's like, yeah, but it's me. I know it's me. I know it's me doing the lines. I know I'm faking it. Yeah, it's such
1: a Joey <laughs> sentence. Like it the way he described why he doesn't believe himself <laughs> as an actor was so incredibly Joey. It was just. But really-
0: it's it's true though, right? Like you, if you're going to see yourself, you're like, yeah, well, I'm not a space ranger or whatever. Like because it's you. Whereas if I'm watching Tom Cruise, where I can be like, yes, I don't know who they are as a person. I can believe the character they're portraying. Same with all the Friends cast, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so I, I, I really like that. Um,
1: and then Joey brings up the leather pants episode specifically as one he loves.
0: Yeah, because he's he's watching it with his daughter. Which, I think it is.
1: Which must be really cool, as just as I guess as a professional to to have a body of work you've done that you're proud of, especially as proud as a matter of, some of the bank is to yeah. like share that with your kid. Especially if they like it.
0: I, I have to wonder because surely it's like when your parents try to uh, get you to listen to the music they listen to and they're really proud of it. They're like, oh, you should definitely listen to the Beatles. and love the Beatles. And the child's like, they're old. Why do I listen to that? I guess you've
1: got to let it happen organically. Like if Matt the Blank was like, you're four years old. Start watching Friends. <laughs> it would have been like, I hate this goddamn show. Whereas if you've just naturally, you know what, I'll check out what dad did. Yeah, um, that's,
0: that would be better. Because it's got to be weird watching your dad being friends. And he's going to be saying and doing things where you're like... Oh, I don't like that.
1: Especially like, because he's got a daughter, and for a lot of the early scenes, she's watching her dad basically be a bit of a player. And, you know, <laughs> how you do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like your dad's a creep. You would just,
0: <laughs> should you just go up to your dad every day and just be like, hey, how, how you, you do <laughs> yeah.
1: He'd be like, don't you say that. You can't say that.
0: Uh, yeah, I really liked that. It, it was interesting to see how, you know, some of them watch it even now. And some of them are like, no, I've not watched it since it finished or... Ever really,
1: yeah. I mean, a lot of kind of professionals or actors or comedians or performers don't watch their own stuff no. because they just find it cringy.
0: Uh, we have another celeb, uh, Kit Harrington, uh, who talks about the pivot episode, which is the episode I would have talked about. I said, This is the episode I want to be talking about. I mean, classic episode again, why is Kit Harrington there? Yes, I don't know who Kit Harrington is.
1: Here, he was uh, Jon Snow in Game of Thrones.
0: Okay, I've not seen that, um, but.
1: He basically pulls four facial expressions and pretty much... He's kind of like metal, um, Solid Snake in Metal Gear. <laughs> Most of the things he says is an inquiry or a question. <laughs> just, it doesn't really have much actual dialogue. Uh,
0: but we don't really hear too much from him. Uh, we then get some outtakes from the classic pivot scene. But, oh,
1: yeah. Sofa collapses over one side of yep. the banister. The squad are cracking up laughing. Chandler just taking the mick. Or, Matt, or Matthew Perry taking the mick.
0: Well, and then it's just... just Ross just kept going, just go pivot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you would just be in tears of laughter, and then just that moment they look at each other and they just burst into more laughter. Like, yes, sir. that is like brilliant. It looked like so much fun. Like, yeah. like yeah. What
1: did you do know, at work today? We tried to move a sofa up some stairs.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, just... at the Friends experience, not all of them, but some of them, you get to to do that scene and get a picture taken. That's pretty cool, uh, which is quite nice. Uh, they then talk about their marks now. This confused me a little bit. Like, I obviously understand, like a mark is going to be like a bit, kind coloured tape or something, saying like this is where you need to stand or where you need to walk or whatever. Uh, and they talk about like Joey tripping off over one of his marks, but it's like he has to look down as soon as he enters the door of Central Perk. But then he has to run around the sofa. So I'm like, why is he looking? Like, surely he just knows he runs behind the sofa.
1: He doesn't have to look down to look at his mark. When he first comes in the first time, he trips as he goes down the step and falls right. over. Tick on his way to his mark. Okay. Um, and his mark is obviously the chair to sit next right, to Right, okay. But then, because he fell down, and never found it so funny, the second time he came in, he looked at where he was putting his feet so he wouldn't <laughs> fall down again. But then the chair fell over and he was just <laughs> completely disastrous. So he wasn't looking for his mark. He just didn't want to fall down a second no, time.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and then, yeah, this is the bit where, you know, Chandler says, you know, he's getting some great laughs because he's falling over and doing it wrong. Uh, and I need a laugh too, so... I jump in and ruin it as well
1: yeah I mean I really related to Matthew Perry saying that I'm not I guess too proud to admit that sometimes especially in certain groups I like to consider myself the funny one <laughs> so there
0: are some times where someone says a joke and I'm like crap that was funny think of something funnier to say <laughs> <laughs> see when you say that it just makes me think of uh Seymour Skinner in the Simpsons where he's in the barbershop quartet and they're like I'm known as the funny one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you say that, that's what I'm thinking of <laughs> Uh, we then see the friends watch some bloopers, which is absolutely great. I want to see all these bloopers. I think they're all on the DVDs. I mean,
1: normally in our episodes, we have the, that's my joke um, moment. <laughs> yeah. this, this was my favourite moment of the entire reunion. Yeah. Um, if I could only watch one bit of it again, it would be this bit. Um, watching them watch themselves mess things up <laughs> yeah. was hilarious.
0: It's, it's just the swearing. like That's what gets you. Because you're, you're seeing these characters, that are, they're never too rude. And there's the bit where they're doing uh rock paper scissors to balloon fire, <laughs> yeah. And he d- he does the 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 fire, okay. <laughs> and then Ross is like, "What the f is that?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <I'm> like, yes, <laughs> yes. And then you're like, "Okay, they'll do it again next time." And then Joey comes back. He's like, "It's having fire." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just- just perfect. What I always wonder when that kind of stuff happened is how annoyed are the kind of production team with, like, guys, we're burning. Because now, obviously, everything's digital, you can just erase the footage and go back. But back then, it would have been analog on an actual film. I mean, how much do, do producers ever get annoyed going, right, they're messing about and they've just cost us X amount of money for
0: pissing <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I think it's got to be done, right? Yeah, I mean, if you imagine how boring
1: it must be for actors at times to repeat the same scene over and over again, it uh, probably got pretty intense and dull. So mixing it up a bit would be great.
0: Uh, we then have the one uh, where Jerry takes off his robe, and underneath was a picture of David Swimmer on his groin. I've seen, that, for, <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. that before.
1: It's just, I guess it would be a lot of fun to just try and you know wind up your 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 castmates and try and make them break character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely a win for the day.
0: Uh, we're back to James again, uh, so we haven't seen him for quite a while. Uh, he then asks us, uh, who had the loudest laugh? And they all just instantly go, oh, you know, Lisa did. Lisa, Lisa's got the loudest yep. laugh, yeah, definitely. And then we get... get Janice,
1: which, again, I was like, oh my god, Janice is there, I'm amazing. Of all the people we could have seen, she was the one I wanted to see. Yep. Of all the extras, I'd happily have Janice a Paul Rudd. Sorry, Paul Rudd, but I would.
0: Well, It's just the way she comes in, she's like... What and you wouldn't say me? It's like, okay, they clearly were just answering the question, not thinking about it, and she's just like ad libbed her line of like, "No, you (laughs) you should have said me."
1: Her entrance was clearly staged, but I
0: don't think the cast knew. No, James Corden clearly knew, but the rest didn't. No, Uh, and they they have a a brief chat to her. You know, I would love a longer chat because you know while she's only in a handful of episodes, again she's considered a main character. Yeah, she's an iconic character. Uh, So she talks about you know. Growing up, uh, being a New Yorker, and they're like, hey, we, we need a, a woman to play a New Yorker. And she's like, I was born for that role, <laughs> pretty much. Um,
1: it is crazy how many of the kind of people involved in the show were just, can you play basically yourself? Yeah.
0: And, you know, she talks about the laugh. And she says, you know, she's opposite Matthew Perry. She's like, I'm looking at him, and he's making me laugh just by, like, looking at me. Like, I need to to handle this somehow. I can't just be laughing because I'm not going to be able to do the role. So she's like, I come up with a laugh. And I'm like, well, the first few episodes we've seen you in, you don't do the laugh yet. No. So maybe it's taken her a little while where she's, you know, probably the same with, with Matthew Perry as well. He's like, got to get more into the role of Chandler and, you know, being silly and stuff.
1: I suppose a lot of it's like context based on the scene though. Like the first time we meet her, she's being broken up with and smacked in the eye. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not really enough <laughs> no.
0: for us to laugh. Uh, but yeah, so she, she tells us the story of how, how iconic laugh came about. but. You know, there, there's a scene where Matthew Perry is like uh, greeting her, I guess, and there's just like a look between them, and you're like, yeah, you can see, like, oh, we've missed each other.
1: Yeah, like, well, they were, you know, they were the majority of the times they run. She was on the show. Their scenes were together. Yes, Janice is one of the kind of the guests, I guess, that doesn't really interact with the rest of the squad. No, um, and you know, everyone, Janice is. Janice to the whole gang, the whole gang of who Janice is, and she's been around in a bit of a nightmare, especially to Joey. Um, but in terms of actual scene time, it's pretty much all Matthew Perry in yeah. her.
0: Uh, we then get Gunther. He appears via Zoom, which I was a bit odd, but maybe, you know, do you want to fly out there or whatever?
1: Yeah, I mean, pandemic, or there couldn't be many reasons why you couldn't make it.
0: Um, but at least he appeared. Um, you know, we got to see barely anything of him. Yeah, he just was 30 seconds and. Uh You know, I didn't like the way that James Corden said, "You know, oh Gunther's here via Zoom because he desperately wanted to be a part of the show." Like, well, if that's true, of course he would. Like, why wouldn't you want to well, be a part of the show that you've you've been on for ten series as, you know, almost the seventh member because you're always in the background of most scenes. Yeah, and
1: you you can't say Rachel without thinking Gunther. Yeah, um, so like you can't say Chandler without thinking Janice. And I was kind of sat there when he said that, thinking. Uh, He's got way more right to be here than you, Jane. So if we could have replaced you with any host, and I don't feel like it would have changed.
0: Yeah, that that could have actually been really, really good. It could have been us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, So we we don't see much of him, which is a shame because you know he hasn't really done too much since Friends. Uh, He's had a few things. He seems to be doing a lot more stuff more lately in terms of films and stuff. I think you seem
1: to find that most actors want to act; they don't particularly want fame. like I have people have asked me, like, would you want like to be famous? And my response is always, no, I'd prefer renown. Like, I'd like to be known for doing what I do and doing it well. Not necessarily. Like, I wouldn't want to walk down the street and have people be like, oh my god, that's Ryan. where <laughs> you know, where I'd rather walk into a comic shop and someone be like, oh, if you read that comic by uh, Perro, he's great. I'd be like, yeah, that's
0: <laughs> yeah. renown, not the fame. You would be standing there, <laughs> everyone that buys are just staring at them. <laughs> I'd be like,
1: don't you know that was me?
0: <laughs> but I wouldn't want them. Would you fame. like me to sign that for you? I,
1: I just want the, you know, I'd want my work to be respected, not necessarily me to be known. Yeah, and I get the sense that like most likely it's probably like him he's like he went to work he, he had a great time he did his job he's not really fussed about the fame he's just like right well, that was a good job i enjoyed it let's talk about it
0: yeah uh i'll give you a, a fact about Gunther. so he's uh blonde hair is dyed. i figured it was, it was yep, very very yep. intense uh that happened because the i think like a day before film or whatever uh one of his friends is a hairdresser and they're like Oh, i'm just gonna do something for you and they did it, and then the producer went, "Love it! You need to keep it." So for ten years, oh my god, Is <laughs> <laughs> had to do that again. Continuity on the show, isn't it? Like, yep. if, if Gunford ever changed his
1: hair, it would have been a huge talking point for the fans. They're just like, well, for <laughs> like
0: yeah, why is Gunford his hair? Yeah, why is it brown now? Like it would make sense. Like people change their hair all the time, but TV shows don't do those. Yeah, like I mean, you, you've got to look at that striking. So, just keep it. Uh, we then get uh, James asking a cheeky question. Did they ever hook up with each other?
1: And again, I'll be, there'll be little bits of times in this where I give James Corden credit. This is definitely a question that probably only him and not many people could get away with asking because he's got that cheeky chappy or persona. they yeah. so like, if like Trevor McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a weird one thing about that guy. Okay. For, for those who don't know, he's a very serious news presenter in the UK or was a serious presenter in the UK. But if you had someone like, like I'm trying like water concrete for I guess American listeners being like, Did you hook up together? <laughs> he'd, he'd be like, what are you asking that for your perv? <laughs> James Corden doing it. It's more playful. Um, and then I guess we get the revelation of the, the whole event.
0: Well, I was gonna say they they all look a bit sheepish uh before you know, one of them has to jump in. So David talks about having a, a major crush on Jen. Which mm-hmm. On the one hand, yes, I'm sure they all found her attractive because, you know, she's blonde and a young, pretty American woman well, in L.A. There's the a world
1: of difference between, oh, I appreciate that she's good looking and having a crush. I guess yeah. so. Which is weird for to hear a grown-up talk about. Like, to me, it's a very juvenile thing to say.
0: It's a very American word. We don't use crush. No,
1: like, I don't know. I don't know what we would use as, a, as, as the equivalent, but... I fancy that. <laughs> but, but, but again, but not as a... Not as an adult, it'd be like as what you'd say as a teenager or younger, not like I've got a crush on. Like a thirty-four being like I've got a crush on so and so, it just sounds odd to me.
0: But this this whole scene, I I'm not too sure how much I believe. It. I'm like 50-50 on it.
1: Oh, I was hundred percent. I mean, like alarm bells because he said I had a crush on Jen, and I was like, oh, did you? <laughs> Jen and I's first kiss, and suddenly it all made sense. It was like like <laughs> well,
0: because she jumped in very quickly and she was like, oh no, it was like both of us. Like, make sure, like, it's not him being weird. It, like, I fancied him, and <laughs> then you're immediately thinking, David Swimmer, really?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> with you on that one. I was like, weird, but I mean, you know. Uh,
0: but they talk about, like, they were both in relationships, and, you know, anytime one of them was single, the other one was in a relationship. So, like, they never crossed that boundary. And then uh, Joey butts in <laughs> yeah, with, a, with a BS. With a BS. And uh, everyone starts immediately weighing themselves apart
1: from every other cast member where it was like yeah. yeah joe joe is telling the truth and now has to backpedal really quickly because like, i'm joking i'm just like yeah. you're not the white man <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like you definitely went to a party and saw them two in a corner at some point
0: yeah like you know you've you've been drinking it's been a party or whatever like you've worked with, with each other for 10 years you both have a crush on each other you both said that you've both got a crush on each other you know you've clearly learned from ross not to go right, I've I've got the spoon. (laughs) You're gonna be like, I'm gonna take my moment now rather than, you know, wait for a Pablo to appear or
1: Yeah, it's just it's just odd. And it's really weird that the first time like I can't imagine being kissing a crush to use the word if I had one. But the first time I kissed them being in a role in a show.
0: Well I know a lot of actors have said this where they're like, Oh, we have to do like a kissing scene. It's like do you do you French kiss them? Like what's how do we do this to sell it?
1: Yeah, I assume there's, there's some kind of conversation beforehand because it could be disastrous and yeah. awkward otherwise. But I just mean like, because obviously as an actor, you're like, I am acting, I am Ross and I'm going to kiss Rachel. But then if you actually fancy Rachel or you fancy Jennifer, you David going to be like, oh my God, because there's no way he was thinking, I'm Ross kissing Rachel. He was like, I'm Tony David, and I'm Tony kissing Jen. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, yeah. he woke up that morning, he was like, morning's here. <laughs> <laughs> he was thrilled to be going to work that day. So
0: they shout, cut. And he's like, keeps going. Didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, sorry, I messed that up again. We need to do that one. Just need one. I think we can do better. One more take. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they talk about their, their first time... Kissing was on national TV, which is a really odd thing dis- to discuss openly, um, you know. But it, this has been mentioned previously in an interview a few years ago, uh, and even like Joey has said, like you know, you found like Jennifer attractive, and it's like, yeah, of course you would. You'd find them all attractive; they're all attractive people because it's American TV. Yeah, like none um, of them are ugly. No. Uh, so you know, this isn't a huge revelation. It has been mentioned before, but I guess you know they've gone into a few more details perhaps uh, I did wonder if this is to play up the Ross and Rachel relationship for fans a bit more like you know it wasn't just our characters that were in love it was us as well like
1: no, I think it's a too, too much of a weird thing to bring up uh, especially for their, in, their interpersonal lives with people you know like if, if I'm not I guess that Brad Pitt can really complain about Jennifer Anderson's love life but my mind was just like oh how weird would that be for if you were dating either one of them while they're at work you know was jen the girl david told his partner he doesn't she doesn't have to worry about so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, um, imagine me sat there now and you know you you and david having been together for like 15 years and you separated and you're sat there watching that and you went oh i had a crush on jen you know that some woman was sat at home going i knew it, <laughs> it <was just> like <laughs> hurling boreos at the tv in a rage because she knew she was right like to me it felt it's too weird to bring up if it's not real
0: Well, we're going to have a short ad break, and whilst we do that, why don't you uh, send us a comment through the website or the social medias, and uh, tell us what you think about Ross and Rachel's real-life romance. Was it real? Let us know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, folks, with another episode of Nasty Labs. Nasty Labs. It's a
1: show hosted by me, Kinsey Burke. And my dumbass friend Mark.
2: Nasty this
1: twice monthly show about game development, Japan life, being nice to people, and hey, maybe a few other things. Nasty, Nasty, Nasty Labs is a product of Chuhai Labs Brand
0: Incorporated, and now available for three easy payments of four twenty sixty nine. Only on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, Lassie, what are you doing here? Timmy's in a well sequel cast two and friends is a podcast looking at movies in a franchise one film at a time like harry potter hellraiser and the hobbit and sometimes the hosts talk about video games and tv as well and now it's part of the greenlit podcast network oh lassie we don't need to rescue timmy he likes the well well enough i guess darth vader is luke's father lassie i told you to lay off the spoilers Hopefully that was enough time for you to write your comments, otherwise you can just hit pause, I guess. Yeah. And visit uh, the internet. We then have a, a scene read of Ross telling Rachel he likes her in the coffee shop, which is a bit cringy after what we've just heard. Yeah, it's an odd scene to, to reenact as well, I guess. Uh, they talk about cuddling each other on the couch and flirting, and I was like, oh, I don't know how anyone else knew, and they're like, we all knew.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> but when you see the footage of them like on the sofa, and
0: he's like, this is her, and they're just
1: talking, like, it's
0: not subtle. Well they're they're all very touchy feely anyway, especially David Swimmer, like him and Monica, especially in early episodes, he's touching her a lot and a lot of people are like, Are they going out? And it's like, No, they're brother and sister. Um (laughs) what? Yeah, the the cast are very touchy feely like during their scenes anyway. I mean Um, they are
1: American. How that? It's just that they're American actually expressed their feelings. Whereas, We're British and keep them locked inside.
0: Yes, that's, that explains a lot about you, I guess. <laughs> we won't go into that. Uh, Jameson asks uh, another question. Were Ross and Rachel on a break?
1: I'm annoyed at the way they answered this question because it immediately ruined all the fun potential drama because Jen's the first person to answer and says yes. And I'm like, well, surely she should have answered last because you could have had the whole gang go yes 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 and the tension builds as you're waiting for jen's answer and then she just goes but no she said it first there's like oh well he gives a crap what no one else says we only care if rachel
0: cares well i'm sure in one of the trailers they had like a, a cut down version of this and they use the the joey bs scene here oh, okay. as in like them going yes and him going like bs and like whatever such a
1: weird i mean i guess you wouldn't put the we had a real question in the trailer because it'd be too much of a a big bang to spoil.
0: I I did like how, you know, when they asked Ross, he was like, <laughs> well, yeah, of course, course. I like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying for like, you know, six seasons or whatever.
1: I mean, I mean, you know, I mean like it's one of those questions, were they on a break and fans will debate it for many a year. Um I always fall down on the side of yes, they were on a break. Doesn't make what Ross did okay.
0: Same.
1: I like we, you, four hours later and he's leaving with the copy girl.
0: You know what though? I think we need to get the creators on this podcast. And ask them what do they actually yeah, think. Yeah. So, you know, if they're out there listening, why wouldn't they be? Uh, you know. it, it's
1: technically, te- te- it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like <laughs> winning by default or losing by default, I guess. It's just, yep, yeah, they're on a break, but, you know, take some time to adjust.
0: Uh, we then have a, a short scene where they talk about, like, the guest stars. So they talk about Danny DeVito, who's, who's amazing.
1: Oh, just every time that episode's on, I'm just sat there and I'm like, this is so weird to see. I haven't watched... It's always sun- fun- funny, no. It's not always funny, is it? It's always sunny funny. in Philadelphia. So I've not seen Danny DeVito go up to all the wacky stuff that he apparently gets up to in that show. But watching Danny DeVito do all that and the little strip scene and the long arm of the law <laughs> joke and it's just like, oh my God, this is Danny DeVito. Stop it. Please stop it. It's great. It's great.
0: Uh, then Julia Roberts. Um, I didn't know that Matthew Perry actually um, wrote to Julia Roberts uh, a paper on quantum physics. So she would actually go on the... Fr- the show Friends. Really? Yep, <laughs> apparently so. Um, and then showrunners actually said that uh, Robertson Perry had a lot of chemistry on set and then they, they later dated as well for about a year. <gasps> Did they? Yeah. That, I mean, that was news at the time, they dated. That's insane. I mean, that's odd to me.
1: Although I guess it pays to be funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't <laughs> think it would be from Matthew Perry's looks even back then.
0: Uh, hopefully she didn't take him to the bathroom and uh, take his clothes off and walk out of them though.
1: That's just, I mean... It would be a cool story to tell, but the main thing is that they're barefoot in the bathroom and the plate. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what
0: I'm thinking the whole time. <laughs> uh, like
1: we're fine with indecent sex in a bathroom, but keep your socks on, yeah. people.
0: <laughs> you, you don't want squelchy underfoot, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Then David uh, mentions Jennifer's uh, fella, Brad Pitt.
1: Uh, that was. A really weird thing to hear him say after me and he had a crush on her yeah. uh, it was just like oh your man and it's like yeah
0: the man you were jealous of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh sean penn as well who i never realized that was sean penn
1: oh no it was sean penn um
0: i just thought it was weird weird looking bloke
1: sean penn's like the actor's actor though like i don't know many people like fans or non-actors that think sean penn's a fantastic actor but so many actors are oh, he's amazing he's amazing and i'm like Maybe it's one of those you have to know the craft to appreciate it. I don't know.
0: I did look at him on IMDb, and I was like, I've not seen anything he's been in. I've seen him in some stuff, but
1: I'm just yeah, he never made he's never made a lasting impression on me.
0: We're then back to James, who introduces a catwalk with some of the iconic costumes.
1: Ugh. This should have been an absolutely amazing segment, and the entire thing sucked.
0: So we get some supermodels and celebs.
1: Well, I like Cara Delevingne, so she pops out wearing. Why is she wearing?
0: She's got the uh, dress. the dress on with 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 the bum, <laughs> with the bum. <laughs> showing.
1: I was like, again, I'm like, why are you here? I love Cara Delevingne, but why are you here? I don't need to see you doing this. Why don't we put Jen in that dress? That would be funny.
0: It's, yeah, it's really random. Like, okay, I get there models or celebs that are used to this, but it's a bit weird. We then get Cindy Crawford in the tight leather pants,
1: which is put in. A woman in that just, just didn't work. I was like, this, this, oh, yeah, this, it should it should
0: it should have been a man, really, like because you know it's Ross wearing them.
1: Yeah, I would have used this opportunity to bring on other members of the the kind of crew or cast that had been on it in years. So, I don't know. Let's think of a random character. So like David, for instance, yeah. Phoebe's boyfriend. I would have brought him out in the trousers because we'd have been like, it's the trousers and it's David. <laughs> you yes. could have had like a double whammy. <laughs> but bringing out Cindy Crawford, I was like, oh. Okay. Or Jill Goodacre. If you want to put a model in it, <laughs> get some Jill Godeker.
0: Uh And then Justin Bieber, like I was looking at him going, is that Justin Bieber? It looks like just random bloke. Yeah, well, I,
1: that's basically what Justin Bieber looks like as a, just a random bloke. <laughs> but I was like, how old was Justin Bieber when Friends was on? Like, I don't know how old he is, but I'm like, surely he would have been very young yeah, as been. Friends ended, let yeah. alone started.
0: He looked really awkward in the potato costume. Yeah. I don't, quite know what he was doing or why he's there like everything everything about it was just weird it was just odd and again i I don't know
1: maybe he got became a friends fan afterwards as he was grown up fair enough that's how a lot of people you know have found friends if they weren't as old as us or aren't as old as us but again it was just while you're here you you could have had another cast member every single person that comes out that didn't ever appear in episode of friends to me was just a waste yeah and then we repeat car with elevine for some reason and I'm like, what, could, did you not want to get a third random celebrity? You feel this show with enough random celebrities.
0: Well, they, they did cut some because there's the whole uh, turkey on the head that I've seen bits and clips of, but wasn't there.
1: Wait, so this will not mean anything to a lot of our audience. Did Friends do turkey on the head first, or did Mr. Bean do turkey on the head first? I feel like it was Mr. It's gotta Bean. It's got to be Mr. Bean, right? Yeah. I'm sure the two are completely unrelated, and neither show knew the other show did it while it was in production
0: and then i think the best bit was joey coming out wearing all the clothes
1: it was but to me this felt like all of the crap we'd had before it with the random people wearing the costumes was just a setup for that i guess so it was just like oh uh, but, but i was so at that point frustrated that these were random celebrities and not other people from the show that while i did enjoy seeing joey wear all of the clothes again it was just like oh uh, really like you it just, I was just, at the point, I was just annoyed.
0: They, they weren't as tight or as loose, sorry. Yeah, I imagine, <laughs> they, imagine were they weren't the exact same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then go to uh, TV clips of the news uh, showing off the uh, Friends finale. Um, and they talk about like the show coming to a natural end, which I don't know is totally true.
1: Well, I mean, no TV show or work of fiction comes to a natural end because you have to choose to end it because you're writing it.
0: Well, their natural end was like, you know, they're, they're having like kids and getting married and stuff. Like that. And I'm like, well, hang on, Ross was married and had a kid within the first season. So <laughs> maybe his story should have been over earlier. Uh, but that's like, you know, once you move on, like your life changes and it couldn't be friends anymore. Like, well, you also knew that you wasn't going to do another series because the cast didn't want to. Yeah. And they were very expensive. And we didn't touch on the uh, the two seasons of Joey spin-off. No. Uh but yeah, so they say the, sh- the show came to a natural end. I don't necessarily agree there. But, you know, it, it does finish in a natural place, I guess. I think uh, it ends
1: well. I don't think it comes to a natural end in the sense of, you know, you, they could have carried on for another five seasons and then...
0: Well, they they do say, like, they wanted Friends to end nicely, not on a cliffhanger of like, oh, well, Ross and Rachel get back together. It's like, no, you know they're back together. Yeah. And you know that Phoebe's married and you know that uh, Chandler and Monica are fine. And, yeah, that's how it should be. Like, if they had left it open-ended... Livid. That'd be worse. I mean, TV
1: shows have a bad habit of not sticking the landing when it comes to finishing nowadays, Um, or at least that's how shows are perceived. Yeah. Um, But Friends definitely does. Um,
0: Well, it has a nice ending in it. It doesn't feel like a finale, like a a final this-is-it. It It feels like, oh, there could be other days.
1: Yeah, I guess it finishes and you feel warm and cosy afterwards. You're like, yeah guys and you're like you're you're sad the show's ending but you're not upset the show's ending like you're like oh great i'm kind of happy where everyone is at this point
0: because if they said you know jen she's gone off to paris and you know these people doing this and they're all split up like no that doesn't work like if they went oh joey's gonna go to la now yeah like like, that would be worse because you're like well yeah the next day they're not going to be together but the way it does end you're like yeah they're going to see each other the next day
1: yeah we've discussed before how I wouldn't envy the task of having to write another episode of friends. And they mentioned that the producers mentioned that if they did do an episode of friends, they'd have to destroy the happy ending they'd already built.
0: So I'm not necessarily sure. I agree with that. I feel like they can easily carry on as they are. And they, they could do a, an episode where it's like a Thanksgiving episode or them going on holiday or whatever, find a way to write out the kids of like, you know, all the kids have gone off to college or they're at their nans or whatever. We've all met up for one moment to reminisce. So we're going to have like a weekend away or we're going to have Thanksgiving together. And you could have just carried on as normal and just anything that has happened in between just doesn't need to be mentioned really.
1: Well, I think that would have flopped. I it would have been awful. I guess as a writer, you'd be like, right, we need, there needs to be some kind of like conflict or some reason to do this. And just doing it for the sake like of doing it isn't a very good reason to, to write the show. And then, then you have the str- added pressure and stress of if we do do another scripted episode and it flops, people will mention how much they love friends, and then the sentence will be followed by, yeah, but the, the extra one-off sucked.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy to do. I just, I don't think, like, it's so final that they'd have to undo anything. I think they could find ways around that by just not mentioning it.
1: I'm almost curious, did they deliberately write themselves into that corner, knowing that it would then make it less likely to write back out of it, and not be tempted to ruin the legacy by going back to it?
0: Perhaps, yeah. Uh... We then get a scene where we see uh, Rachel getting off the the plane and going to Ross and Ross and Rachel hugging, and then they shout, cut, and then they don't stop hugging. It's like, okay, this is... You can tell it's going to be super emotional. This
1: made me think of the live studio audience and when they're told to react and not told to react. Because obviously, from the way it's directed and shot, we can't see Rachel stood behind Ross. But the studio audience would have been able to see Rachel behind Ross, but they don't react until she goes... She got off the plane and they go, <gasps>
0: Well, I know they've mentioned in the past like key scenes like that or the the Rachel moment uh when he says Rachel at the bedding, that stuff they didn't film with an audience. Oh, okay. So exactly you has been put in. Yeah, because you, you you don't want the, the audience spoiling it to anyone. And you you can't get them to react when they can see that what's gonna happen. It's
1: crazy to think that that's how big friends was. Like if the I take the Rachel moment had happened, in an age when the internet barely existed, it would have broke. Someone would have told a magazine. Yeah. it would have been on the, of the front of like an OK magazine or whatever, and then the whole world would have known in a week. And it's like it's weird that a show was that big in a time without the internet.
0: Wait, yeah, you didn't know every single detail going on. Yeah, uh, they then talk about like the night itself of that final episode and how difficult it was for them to to just get through it. Like even the crew were emotional. Uh, everyone visi- uh, visibly is like very upset.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you would be. It's 10 years of your life that that's now over. And again, it's, I suppose it's so much the job's over. It's, I'm not going to come to work tomorrow and see these people that I've spent the past 10 years with.
0: Because I assume a lot of the crew work on different shows or they would have worked on a different show. Like, they're not going to be the friends cast as such. Yeah. Um, but I guess the the atmosphere in the room is probably like that. And And as I said earlier... You can definitely see in that final episode, like they're not acting the same way.
1: Yeah, it's just heartfelt, honest. Yeah, really. that just
0: happens to have a script around it. Uh, but then they they tell us like as soon as like they they showed cut, immediately the sets are being pulled down. Like couldn't even leave it to the next day. Like had to be down right now.
1: Well, that's just a production of you know, the reality of production, isn't yeah. it? It's like right, we need this set tomorrow. Get your stuff out. Um, I probably would have immediately tried to flee. I wouldn't have wanted to watch that, like watching Central Park be the apart or watching the apartment be taken down. Would have been quite harrowing if you were the cast. I'd have been nope, let's just, just go have dinner. Yeah. Because yeah. I do not want to watch them destroy the
0: apartment we spent 10 years in. Because, uh, yeah, they said that there was a pilot coming in the next morning. Um, but, like, the cast and crew, they just hung around as the sets got torn down around them, just like, didn't yep. want to leave. And I get that. I, I get it. you'd be like, you couldn't just be like, cool, done now. I'm going home now. Bye. Okay, bye. It's <laughs> yeah, he, he, one of those, like, if you leave a job or that, where you're like, I want to hang around. I don't really have a reason to, but I don't really want to leave because I'm not coming back here again.
1: Nah. I won't go into too many details, but I've worked at a place before where when someone leaves, uh, everybody lines up Um, and the person is then walked out of the store by the manager, and every single person in the club starts chewing (laughs) and clapping. It always confuses customers because they have no idea what's going on. Um, But it's great because people, you get to have a nice moment when you leave, and it's kind of like, it would have been nice if the friends guys got that, everyone lines up and, you know, you had to clap them out.
0: Well, I guess guess they did have that. Like, you see them take the bow and stuff like that. I suppose, so. uh, There is a picture that people say has Paul Rudd taking photographs from the audience of that scene. I assume it's true, which is quite nice. Uh, we then see like the guys looking at signatures that they wrote on the flats, which are, I guess, like the the walls of yeah, the, like the, the
1: actual the, the pretend the real fake walls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the fake real walls. Yeah, hard <laughs> thing to describe.
0: Um, yeah, like that's really cool. They sign like, it, and I, I like they like put perspex glass over it. It's like, do not paint over, do not destroy, do not Gilly. do this. Um, we need to I, keep these. I wanted to see more of that because you've you've got Matt pointing to his one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is a bit crude. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I hear like a couple of the others, they're like, oh, look, it's so and so, and it's so and so. And I'm like, I don't know who they are because they're just going to be uh, crew. Yeah. But I wanted to hear them talk about them and like, oh, look, they wrote this. That's really lovely.
1: Yeah, that so and put that there. Oh, remember this person? Remember this night? You would just seen them reminisce would have been nice. Yeah.
0: Because uh, you notice that, that Chandler isn't there either at this point. He wasn't there. No. So this might have been actually filmed earlier in the morning. True. Uh, we then um, have James asking if they're going to do another episode or a movie, and they will say no, which just just don't yeah like,
1: think about it. If they'd have done if they had at any point before the reunion gone back under an episode and it' universally bombed, would we have got a reunion?
0: It's, it's always tough going back to these, and I, I think most TV shows, if they do it successfully, it's generally a nothing episode. It's either, like, callbacks and, you know, nothing really happens. Like, you could take it away or leave it and it doesn't matter. It's when they come back and try and change things or try to make it more modern and you're like, no, this is not what I like. It's it's hard to do because, like, you can't just be like, let's do something we did 20 years ago because everyone's changed.
1: Yeah, they, they relaunched Buffy as a comic after the show finished and there's, like, four or five seasons of the comic and ups and downs, but for the most part, great. That finished and then they changed publishing house relaunched Buffy set now and it's basically the same plot just in 2020 It's awful right well, it's not awful I just can't get into it it's well written and the art's great it's just I'm seeing Buffy again but now and it just doesn't work for me like it's
0: now this is why I think like if they did a Thanksgiving episode it's just them all hanging around and just just being like the early episodes I guess where there's, there's no plot line it's just them hanging out and you're just watching them hang out
1: but I, I, I just don't think it would work until like they'd. The world's changed too much to have that slice of, you know, the early 2000s back. And I, I just don't think it would fit. Okay. Just definitely. And to me, it'd be a no. Like if, if they announced right now we're doing a movie, I'd be like, no. Because it's too, it's too far gone. Yeah. If they, they either had to do it sooner or not at all. And I like definitely think we're in not at all.
0: Well, page. like S- Sex in the City did two movies. They did. Now, I've never seen that, that show at all. But like, I feel like the first movie came around at a time that the series had like just finished, right?
1: I, mean, I don't think it was long after. It was, it was quick enough for the, mood, the series to still kind of be in the cultural zeitgeist for the movie to be like, oh, there's the movie, let's go watch it. Like The show hadn't disappeared for long enough. It was still relevant. And then the second movie was, yeah, it was
0: too long gone. What was the point? Yeah, and I don't know how that show ended or anything, but I think people liked the first movie at least. I only got like halfway through Sex in the City and I just got bored. <laughs> So no podcast of that coming no, up, definitely not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Lisa says, you know, it's actually up to the creators. They want to to do more uh, because, you know, they're, they're all married off and got kids or whatever. Um, and, you know, the creators could come up with something, but then would the cast want to come back? I guess if the, the money was there, maybe.
1: I like to think that the cast would come back based on the quality of the the content and not yeah. the cost obviously it's a money making thing but I think they'd all look at the script and if the script was good enough they'd agree to do it and then it turns into let's have a budget in conversation with Warner Bros because that would be a fat payday for yep. everybody involved even Gunther would be pulling in a hefty <laughs> check on that day because it's the problem with these kind of like if you try and do in the reunion people are upset that Paul Rudd wasn't there and there's a lot yeah. of reaction to Paul Rudd not being there and um, who plays Ben? I forgot his name the guy who plays Ben Um, Not being there. So I imagine making another episode and not having everyone in it. It would basically be like some kind of weird clip show where they'd just be sat at Central Park and every 18 seconds someone would have to walk in the room. Otherwise people would be upset they weren't there.
0: Or you have one of the cast going, I know I can hold out because they can't do this without me. I need more money.
1: Or it would turn into some kind of like Family Guy episode where they're just sat in the room and Russell's like, this reminds me of the time I took a puck to the face. (laughs) And then it just cuts to Madison Square Garden again.
0: Uh, but, you know, they they took they you know, uh, Lisa says, like, you know, be married. And then uh, Monica's like, yes, I'd be married and it'd be me, me, me. And then John's like, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just want to be a part of this. So at least uh, she remembered that. Uh, and then Joey comes out with, yeah, Joey, uh, you know, he'd have a sandwich shopping on Venice Beach.
1: <laughs> just get Matt being pure Joey.
0: So in a year's time, I hope we see that. You want to get to, <laughs> yeah. so you
1: want to get to your and go to Matt LeBlanc's sandwich shop,
0: yep. There. No, 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 I think a series. Oh, a series, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, I think you mean you want to yeah. actually
1: open a sandwich that would be that, too, that would, that, that too. <laughs> yeah.
0: but both would be good, right? Um,
1: to vet, why you, I mean, it would great because everything on the menu could be the one with it, would be fantastic,
0: and you could only have the Joey special, you have to have two, <laughs> yeah. uh. And then Monica says this will be the last time they ever do this, which is sad. But true, right? Because she, even she says, like, we're not doing this again in 15 more years.
1: Well, no, at that point, it would be, what A, what didn't we cover this time we need to cover in 15 years' time? And what would they remember in 15 years' time? Well,
0: they're going to be 65, roughly, at that point. Yep. So they're going to be old. They should have done this reunion years ago. Mm-hmm. Now would have been fine as well, but... She's right. They're they're not going to do another reunion like this because it's just
1: yeah. They'd be well, what? would you get out of it the second time? You didn't get the first time.
0: More content. More content.
1: Okay, I guess I didn't. If you were going to do it again, do it next year. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. Don't yeah. wait fifteen years. <laughs> uh,
0: but they they say they're all going to get dinner together much sooner than like fifteen years. Which is like you should have you should have all met up a lot sooner.
1: Again, it's one of those their work colleagues, mm. not necessarily actual friends um despite the title of the show but it is one of those things if there are people in your life that you don't see for a while that you have really fond memories of yet when you do see them it's like you have seen each of it every day for the year time you just immediately fall back into that pattern and i think that's what they all realized they all met again on the sets and they all immediately went the gang's back we need more of this in our lives we forgot and much we missed
0: it well this is where we need to talk about matt leblanc joey uh he tells us about how he didn't know what to expect today. Like, you know, he knew it would be fun, uh, but he didn't take into kind like being back on the sets and like how that would feel. Um, he, he definitely comes across as like a fan of the show. He does. Like, Like he remembers everything. Like he, he comes along right at the start and is like, are those walls, are they always purple? And it's like, that was like one of the last lines in like the show ever. So he remembers loads of things and it, Everything he says and does is, like, a callback to something. Whereas the rest of the, the, the cast are, like, they don't remember, like, that callback, I guess. Yeah, or they
1: think fire memory in episodes. That <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I, you can see, like, he's definitely, like, proud of being on the show. Yeah. And, like, you could go up to him and talk about Friends and he'd be like, yep, yeah, I'm happy to talk to you about this.
1: Yeah, you get some actors that you mentioned that one thing they're known for and they're, like, dismissive, like, oh, let's not talk about that again. Yeah um there's a famous sort of alex guinness who played obi-wan in star wars um and he was out and about and a fan said oh will you sign some star wars item for me um and alex guinness said "Sir, alex guinness said i will on the condition you never watch this movie again (laughs) because he just he hated it even with sci-fi and crappy nonsense he couldn't he despised it so it's nice to see matt leblanc adore the show the way
0: he does and you know, I'd I'd love to have a sit down and chat with him about it because you know he would be like, "Yeah, oh, do you remember this time?" And you know, he's he's proud of it and thinks it's funny. And you know, he he's you know one of the fans, I guess.
1: Yeah, like if I walked past him and shouted, "The Lion is a dot to you," yeah. he'd be like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> Whereas
0: the others would be like, "What?" what, what I <laughs> did get it. Um, no, I I really liked that about him. Like he seemed to to revel in it and wanted to to be around it more. And I guess maybe you could look back and go, "Well, that's why he did Joey." Like he didn't want to give up the character when doing this. Like, I know at the time, people were like, oh, he's only doing this because he knows he's not going to do anything else.
1: Well, I remember people saying, like, he's doing it for the money. Like, yeah. and, I, I mean, I didn't really have an opinion on it at the time, to be honest. I was like, it's Joey being Joey. But then after seeing him in the reunion, I'm like, nope, I fully think that he did it because he just loved it that much. Yeah,
0: he had a lot of fun, basically. Um, So, yeah, they they talk about, uh, you know, being best friends, like, on the show. Um, We get to see another... Bit of the intro, so they they show us bits we haven't seen before because they they filmed for hours doing the intro in front of the fountain. Yeah, but that was a tough day. They said they said it was like you know you're in water, like I assume it's warmish water, or at least in LA, maybe it's warm outside, right? um But they, you know, you've got to try and look great and fun, and you could tell they was just like going through the motions, and the, there's no music going, so they're kind yep. of having to dance and look like having fun with. Nothing going on with people they've just met.
1: Yeah, the first 40 minutes maybe might have been a laugh. And then when you're on hour three, you'd be like, oh, my, God, get me out of his water. Like, I can't look excited about splashing anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I did like how uh, Ross is the one with, like, the... I don't know if it's fedora, but he had the hat on. I'm like, yes, he would be that type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, again, you could see, like, you know, them trying hard to, to have fun. And then, like, as soon as, like, they say, oh, cut, you see, like tired the, the veil drops i guess yeah
1: um i guess that's one of those things where people don't consider that when there's like creative people or talent people have a talent like with acting music whatever sports or whatever people often look at what these people get paid for what they do and all you see is the guy playing football for 90 minutes or the people being entertaining and hilarious in a show you don't actually think about the absolute Horrendous amount of hours and craft they had to put into it to get yep. there. So you go, okay, there were, like, at one point, the cast were getting a million dollars an episode, and you like, but that wasn't 20 minutes of a day to them. That was an entire day, maybe longer of shooting. Yeah. They had you know, horrendously complicated. I mean, imagine all the young locations, she was like trying to shoot in a casino or any of the things shot in London. That would not have been an easy time. No. Not necessarily saying it's worth a million dollars, but. <laughs> well,
0: they're, they're doing interviews and whatever else that you don't see
1: and rehearsals and learning lines and there's you know fittings it's probably you know it's a much harder job than it initially looks i guess
0: yes uh we then get on to chandler which we haven't really seen much of him i I don't know if he was just quiet or if they edited around him for whatever reason
1: that's part of why i would have liked to have just seen it all uncut essentially so yes was he quiet or did someone who made this show just go that bit wasn't funny we'll cut this bit out or he slurred his speech a bit so we'll get rid of that scene and
0: I feel like he's the type of guy who probably sits there and takes it in. Like, he doesn't need to be the, the life of the party. Whereas Matt LeBlanc is probably like, yeah, I'm happy to chat. Like, I'm I'm confident and
1: But I mean, from what he said earlier on, it sounds like he kind of, he does want to be the life of the party, but I imagine he likes being the high points of the party as opposed to, like, the continual yes. centre of attention. He likes to, like you said, nip in with a funny joke. The whole room laughs and he's like... Okay, I'm satisfied. Okay, <laughs> My then, job here is yeah, done. <laughs> like, wait 20 minutes till he feels like he needs
0: to do it again. Uh, but he, he talks about, like, after the, the show was after, that uh, anytime they appeared, like, at a party or a social gathering and they might have bumped into one of the other members, uh, that, that's their night over then. They would just spend the whole night together, just chatting and just be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to everyone else, but yeah. this person means a lot to me.
1: I was really touched the way he said that. And mm. it, it, to me, when people were unsure about the joke, where he said "no one calls me," this was kind of completely reset that for me. It was like, okay, that was clearly a joke because he's he's telling this story. It seems very heartfelt. Everyone else on the cast was immediately like nodded in recognition of like, "yep." There's many a party or showbiz out where I bumped into Courtney, and that's all we did was talk all night.
0: But at the same time, you got to then assume maybe they didn't see each other all that much. Which is why they would spend so much time when they did bump into each other.
1: Yeah, well like you said earlier, if you know, if you're shooting a movie in LA and I'm someone else is shooting one in New York, you might only meet for four days as you meet somewhere else at a production meeting. Yeah, Oh, why are you doing it? Oh, I'm making this, or oh, I'm in a pilot for this, and then you spend the day together, but then tomorrow you both fly to other ends of the country to do your actual job.
0: Yeah. So very touching. I would have loved to have seen more of that. Just just them being themselves, no, acting and no, James Corder, <laughs> whatever else. <laughs> it, it, j- just them just going, wow, this looks amazing. Like, they, they could have easily have just done, uh, like, the Friends Fest tour. And just, you could have just filmed them just as they go, look at this thing, look at that. Remember, do you remember Buffet the Vampire <laughs> like, uh, <Yeah. laughs> cassette tape, which they have at the thing? Uh, you know, just talking about the props and that, like, just all those little anecdotes and stories and their thoughts and feelings. I could have had that for hours.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would happily watch a whole series of Friends the cast watching the TV show. You're like, right, we're now just going to show you them watching all the episodes. I'll be like, so I will sit here and watch them watch it.
0: Like, it it is a real shame that the Friends DVDs don't really have much in the way of commentaries. Because you look at, like, Simpsons and there's so much information and little bubbles of, like, time there that are important, and Friends kind of misses that.
1: Yeah, and a lot of this stuff, you're not going to... If they did it now, you probably wouldn't remember a lot of it. I mean, given that some of the cast didn't remember entire episodes, yep. <laughs> you'd like, well, we're not going to remember funny anecdotes about what happened that day so many years later. Right. Uh,
0: we then have the end credits, and we have some uh, outtakes there. So it's basically the Friends Reunion. So we've we've gone longer than the Friends Reunion. We have. Uh, which was actually advertised as like a, a two-hour reunion, but was about an hour and a half, although I think different places had like different lengths, so I don't know if there was different content.
1: I know that certain countries cut certain content for reasons. Um, yes. Their own political needs, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I guess the big question is, was the reunion a success for you, Mark?
0: I would say 70%. 30%. Basically, 30%. Ba- basically, I just wanted more because there's clearly cut content there and, and answers and things. I just want to, to have more of it, basically.
1: Ooh, it, the credits rolled and I turned to my sister and was like what did you think and she was like amazing amazing we loved it what about you and she like beaming and happy and I went eh. sometimes it felt a bit unorganised and a jumble but overall I liked it and she went you just want things to say on your podcast <laughs> 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 I was like we've managed to talk about two hours about it in spite of that but no for me I'd probably say about 80% uh, 8 out of 10 I just yeah, like I, said, I just think that there were too many times where it was like here's a small segment cut to here um, and I'd rather have had the James Corden interview bit be, be one continual chunk.
0: Yeah, um, because because having watched it like twice now, the celebs are not that great in because they're they're in it for such a short period of time. Yeah, but it is obvious there's key people missing who should have said something, and there's other people who should have had more time to to say more. Yeah. Um. And you know, more behind the scenes stuff with the creators would have been great, like. There's clearly a, like a whole load of stuff they could do.
1: Yeah, I'd have liked to see certain actors with certain actors kind of more intimately. So maybe you've given Matthew Perry and Janice their own little segment where they just chat and reminisce about stuff rather than having to do it with the entire cast. Yeah, And then you could have had, you know, like Carol, Susan and David Schumer and Ben all together and be like, OK, you know, we all interacted a lot. And then, man, I was going to think of some for Rachel then, but I guess maybe Gunther. Um, <laughs> not Mark. No, I to see Mark. Oh, okay. it
0: could be uh, her sisters, right?
1: Yeah, just that would have been cool to see because they would have had a different experience to the rest of the overall cast. Yeah. And I'd just like to see them one-on-one or in smaller groups as opposed to, oh, hi, Janice. Talk to the entire cast, even though you didn't work with most of them that much. Yeah. Yep. But, no, overall, it was good. I'd, I'd happily watch it again. And if we do get an extended cut I don't know Snyder cut version <laughs> of the Friends reunion
0: you'll be there if you're £100 yeah
1: it's definitely something I'll be checking out because I loved it
0: yeah uh, yeah I think that's, that's pretty much us done for this episode then isn't it so. yeah I guess
1: in the uh, comments feel free to get in touch and let us know what you thought of the Friends reunion
0: yes we want to hear that so you can uh, find us on the social medias uh, at Watch Friends Pod so on Facebook and Twitter so send us a message make sure you follow us like us all that stuff you can also find us at com, where you can also uh, send us a message directly there so you can tell us your stories and your thoughts and, you know, we might read some of them out in future. Oh,
1: that'd be so cool. Like, I like hearing about what people... like. It's like we were talking earlier about what I think the most famous moment of Friends is and what everyone else I talk to seems to think. And like, what are our listeners the definitive moment of Friends? It'd be cool to know.
0: There we go. We've got a challenge there. Ryan wants to know... What's your definitive moment in Friends yeah. history? Uh, so, where else can... Everyone find you, Ryan.
1: Uh, They can find me at gamehope.co.uk and also on Critical Geeks podcast as well.
0: And you can find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw some cute animals and put them on comics and T-shirts and other merch. Uh, Might do some friends-related ones at some point because the the fuzzballs do like their food, just like Joey does.
1: The fuzzballs also (laughs) don't share food.
0: So have a look at that. Uh, We'll be back uh, next week with uh, Season 1, Episode 2, because... We're a new podcast yes it is quickly, it's very strange to put episode <laughs> one reunion so yeah we've done the well, it's quite fitting I guess we've done the beginning and we've done the end in a sense fair uh, right next to each other so yeah we'll be back uh, episode two and we are here every Friday and you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify the watchingfriends.com website and wherever else you get your podcasts from so make sure you subscribe and if you've enjoyed this extended look at the Friends Reunion do leave us a review. Those five stars really help to get us found by other Friends fans. Uh, and make sure you mention us in the Friends forms on Facebook and other places.
1: Just shamelessly plug us up. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: tell everyone to listen to us. Uh, so until next time, goodbye. Toodle pip.